things, you know, because there was like, what, 20 year period where like you didn't necessarily know if the really nice adults you have were going to make really, really nice babies. Right, right. I mean, there was always a percentage of them that were, there was two or three or four that were screamers and then you had the average ones and whatever, but it took a long time. It seems like, you know, to get those really consistent clutches, you know. And I feel like people, um, you know, I'm a ball python breeder, but you know what? I can hold on to uh, a nice looking pair of jungles. Like I'm going to sacrifice two cages for a nice pair of jungles. So um, that's just kind of how it went. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all you saw some of the shipments when they came in, right? In the beginning days, in the early days, right? Jungles and carpets and all that that was going around at the time. I mean, I was around, but I didn't like in South Carolina, there were a couple of guys that were, you know, Randy McKnight for me was, you've heard me guys, you've heard me talk about him before, but um, Mm. he was kind of the guy in the neighborhood that everybody knew that, that had exotics, let's say. And um, Mm -hmm. he, he had some really, really nice diamond carpet crosses um, okay. that were every bit as nice as like what you see now as jungles as adults. I mean, smoke and smoking animals. And, um, you know, that was from like 86, 87, 88, 89, like in that right up until 90. <clears throat> and okay. uh, man, I watched him produce hundreds of those things. And I went to the airport with him to deliver them to the set and Tracy and, <laughs> you know, various other people yeah, yeah. around, you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. and I, we, we laugh about that all the time, but I mean, you know, eventually some of those animals had to be, you know, passed off as whatever. Jungles, or you really didn't start seeing jungles until like the early mid nineties, really like, mm. and some of the very first ones yeah. that we saw, you know, were like the German line stuff that was like really big in the early nineties. Um, because apparently okay. that one of those shows uh, back when it was Orlando, I think it started in Daytona. If I, I can't remember, those years are blurry to me. Uh, but um, <laughs> they, they just they, they just showed up. Yeah, they they moved those shows, and one of those shows I remember there was some German dealers that came, and they had ring pythons and jungles and all kinds of like crazy other stuff that you really Timors. Really, stuff you didn't see, you know, like mm-hmm. too often, right. especially the rings, because not really many people. I think that Bartlett maybe had some, and Dick Gergen had some, but Kyogen ended up getting some of those animals. Tom Kyogen, and man, those were the ones that were like the really, really, really nice ones and stayed nice until they were adults. And, uh, right, yeah, pretty cool. But that you know, jungle carpets go back to then. I mean, back before that, you always heard the term Atherton carpet. That's at least what I heard all yeah. the time. Atherton's right because <laughs> well I mean that was because of Hank Mould and the animals mm-hmm. that he were getting were captive hatched Atherton carpets I mean they they literally were coming right from a breeder a, a well known breeder I mean they, 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 everybody probably knows this story and, but um you know he was getting captive animals from him Wolmas blackheads all mm-hmm. types of stuff they were coming mm-hmm. into the to the country wow. I, I can't ma- like I think about <clears throat> I think about today, right? If all of a sudden, let's take Owen Pellies, right? If all of a sudden Owen Pellies were available on Morph Market, like you could go on and buy a, uh, uh, an Owen Pelly Python, like yeah, you know, there would be a lot of people that would be freaking out. I I think 
mean like included. We take for granted. Right, no. yeah, yeah. But like no. we take for granted like a jungle carpet, even just an inland carpet, which is, you know, newer into the hobby. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's not a, it's it's like cool for like a year or two years or till people start producing them and then it's it's not cool. Hey, anymore. look, it's I mean and a lot of people are gonna hate me for saying this or whatever, but at the end of the day. It's a brown snake, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. brown snake like, in a box. Yeah, people yeah. like pretty snakes, man. I, I've said it over and over and over again. I mean, you can go on and on and on about locale and all this stuff, all you want. But at the end of the day, what has always stood the test of time are good-looking yeah. snakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And not to say that an open day is not a, a great-looking snake. I mean, all of us that appreciate natural beauty can say that. But for the average market, for like the consumer that's looking you know i mean yeah. that's why morphs are attractive to, to people you know right sure um, yeah that's why jungle so, carpets are right you could be at a reptile right. show and look across the show and it's like what is that golden or you know neon yellow right. black snake that i see all the way over there you know that's yeah. what randy mcknight Maybe. would do he would he would like hold up he wouldn't take them to the shows as babies he would wait the next uh-huh. year or even a year and a half until they were you know chiller and yeah, that's the way. Guys couldn't that's sell their babies. Yeah. Guys couldn't sell their babies for seventy five bucks, but he was getting seven fifty to fifteen hundred dollars an animal. You know, yeah. like wow. because yeah. they were people wanted pretty snakes. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know? that's what I do. Speaking is the, that. Um, I do the bait and switch. Uh, I'll bring the adult male olive python or the adult female bread lie. And then they're like, that's awesome. You're right. It is. You can't have it, but it's babies are for sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Isn't it gorgeous? Them. No, this though. Yeah. So yeah, I learned about how I learned how difficult it was to sell a, uh, a young, uh, carpet at a show at my first Tinley show. I thought, I thought, oh man, these cutting edge morphs. Everybody's going to be into it. Oh my gosh, this is nuts. And they're just like, nah, I don't, I don't know. Man. Gray it's gonna worm. Be yellow. I swear yeah. to God, it's going to be yellow. You know? See, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't if, you can, you. <laughs> if you can hold that thing back and, and put it on the table when it's actually yellow, that makes the difference. You know, a lot of people aren't yep. willing to, to put that extra time into it, but you know, and, and look, and that's half the reason why I don't even do shows. I mean, number one is like I'm yeah. very cautious about my market, and you know, I kind of plan my breedings around what I know that I can sell the next year. Yeah. Like if, if I make yeah. some post and people are gravitating towards tangerines or tigers or yellow jackets or west or, or whatever, you know, the xanthics, I'll 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 have a better idea in my head. Like, what am I going to try to throw together this year? You know, mm-hmm. um, right. And over the last several years, it's become harder and harder to actually focus on the animals. I had a really busy music year last year and the year before because I was out playing with Anthrax and uh, covering Charlie from that (laughs) Pantera gig. So I wasn't really thinking about the snakes. I lost my mom last year in October, which, you know, that was a whole other like distraction and dealing with the aftermath of all of that with my dad, 67 years, you know, I can't even imagine. So. Um, yeah. So the snakes just really haven't been on my radar. I mean, I've I always have a clutch or two, you know. Mm-hmm. Just haven't right. I haven't really been. It's it's whether you can hunker down at the right time to right. really get into it. And if and if life throws your curveball right when you really need to be like there, you'll still have your your like. It's like um, I moved one year oh, like yeah. in December, 
and like <laughs> I got two Idiot. clutches of carpet because that usually ob- works. Right. Yeah. They'll yeah. ovulate no matter what happens. Like yeah. I had my like proven breeder females still just went through the motions, but I only got two clutches that year. So right. yeah. Yep. That's silly. Nah, not doing yeah. it again. I, I think that's that's the you one. Gotta thing be selective. I remember yeah, yep. I remember you on Reptile Radio. Man, this is going back, right? I'm listening to you, and the one thing that always stuck with me that you said was like, "Be prepared to sit on those animals until mm-hmm. they sell." And I thought about that. I'm like, "Oh shit, that means I got to feed them, I got to clean them." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah you know, like. <laughs> and look, I learned my lesson about producing a lot of animals. But I mean, there was one year I had nine or ten clutches of blackheads. Yeah, that's a lot, oh, man. God. I. Oh <laughs> that's a i mean several years i did that and i i thought to myself what the hell am i doing well, why after? am i doing this to myself yeah, yeah. man i mean that's you have to assist feeding all of those babies man that's a pain in the oh ass. that's a whole nother level yeah man that's so a- i just i learned uh, over the years i man, if i i'll shoot for maybe five animals five pairings you know five or six pairings maybe if if two or three of them go i'm happy man i, I i'm not like yeah, I think I've proven all I need to prove with blackheads over the, <laughs> over the twenty years I've been keeping them. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, there's anything left? Yeah, no. I mean, there's stuff. There's always stuff left. I mean, you know, as far as the line breeding and creating, you know, different things and having that artful eye for like what to breed for and mm-hmm. just you know, some people just they have a lot of animals and they will just throw stuff together based on just really nothing. Yeah, you know, breed blackheads the right. like they're. It doesn't yeah. breed blackheads, you know, and uh, yeah. and I was like that too early, you know. I mean, we all are, but you know, after like I said, so many years of doing it, I've really, really focused down to like wanting to like be able to distinguish my animals from everybody else's. So, like the last ten years or so, I've really, really been kind of focusing on that, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you could tell. I was just going to say that, like, when I look at your collection of blackheads as opposed to other people's blackheads. I, well, number one, I don't. I guess you're one of the biggest collections of blackheads in the states, right? Have to be one of them, right? Like Probably the biggest the group biggest, of animals. Yeah. Probably, yeah. At this yeah. point, <clears throat> I, so I mean, I don't know. It just depends on how many people are holding back. Because I went for bloodlines. You know, I, right. I tracked down like every single thing, like going back twenty years, and I was researching even before that. You know, I always wanted blackheads, just couldn't afford them. So finally, you know, and <laughs> I, I bought my first pair in 2001 or in the 2000. I put a deposit on a pair and picked them up in 2001 and got another pair in 2003. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been keeping them a good while, but I've, I've always been doing like the research and going back to all of the stories that we all know and things that sure. you know, have made their way around and whatnot. But, you know, come to, that was surprising when I actually started looking that there are some documented lines. You know, there's there are three different ironically a western line um that went to mm-hmm. Bergen in the 90s mm-hmm. and you can look you can look at this on the CITES website or whatnot you can see the animals that came in um mm-hmm. it was a trade for Sanzinia or Maddie ground boas or something with the perp zoo in San Diego um oh, shit okay so it went wow. from Tom okay. Schultz and then Dick Gergen ended up getting a hold of them uh Dan Reed had one of the females from that group um I remember talking to him about that <laughs> But um, the other couple of lines were Northern Territory line, where the tigers and the xanthics, the first line of the xanthics we had here in the States came from. 
cool. And then another line was uh, Mount Isa, which like you hear you hear Dajara a lot, you know, being thrown mm-hmm. around with blackheads. That's where the color changer originated from, both here gotcha. and Australia. It's the same came came from the same group of animals, you know. Cool. So it really is okay. a small world. So you look at the stuff over in Australia. We we really do have the same stuff here, outside of some of the you know like a lot of the smuggled stuff, I guess you could say, that came in. You know, but there, I mean, mm-hmm. there's very few instances of that even, you know, I mean, a lot of the blackheads that were brought in were brought in legally all the way up until like the mid late nineties. Cool. Interesting. And, it, and interesting. you know, I, I, you would think at this point that, okay, that getting animals out of Australia, I mean, it's like, I'm sure if you have the money, somebody is going to, somebody is going to take your money. Yeah. You know, I mean, if yeah. you wanted something bad enough. You know what I mean? If you there's a will, the there's proper, a way. The proper yeah. directions, you know, and the proper avenues to go down to be able to get some of these animals, you mm-hmm. can get them. If you have a yeah. pocketbook full of cash, this is what I tell musicians all the time. Like money's a lot easier to do. Uh, music's a lot easier to do if you have a pile of money in your back pocket. <coughs> not yeah, the way, around, not the other way around. You know what I mean? So it's, it's the same thing with reptiles. Reptiles real easy to do. It's real easy to procure stuff and and get to secure things. If you got a pocket full of money to make it happen, right? Then you're talking about live animals, so you're taking a big risk on things or whatever. But I'd be willing to bet that some of the stuff that's gotten out of there, you know, it's just simply done legally and paid for. How many people have looked into it with a pocketbook full of money? Actually done it. Looked into it. I I mean, I don't. I don't. I've never had a pocket full. A pocket full of money. So I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I keep getting, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to that. Every time I get it, the rough scale python appears. And I'm uh, How did this get here? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I and honestly, at, at this day and age, it's probably a lot less than you would think. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's stuff out there, and you can get your hands on it. Obviously, people have, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. and yeah. I, and I, we've we've talked to a few people who are like, you could, there are legal avenues to get animals out of Australia. It's just there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of hoops to jump through. It takes a while, and it takes a very long time. And you know what? At any point, you can be just completely denied. Like right. it's like you yeah. can get all the way right up to the finish line, and then somebody's like, "No." Well, so, that's where that little bit of extra extra bling comes. Exactly. In. Well, I mean, that's I leave this. 10, you throw five hundred dollars ahead on every animal. You know what I mean? Even something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, you get seven or eight, ten animals coming through. You throw five hundred dollars ahead on each one of those goes in somebody's pocket. They're going to give you the animals. Period. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this, just something to think about. You know? I'm gonna leave this stack Human of money nature. here and turn around. Yeah, and then if right. it's gone, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. You get somebody that's having a hard time with something, or you know, whatever. And I'm sure there's avenues to go about making something like that happen. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's well? Do you think uh, are well? Let me ask this question: the, with all the lines in the U, U.S. that you're talking about with blockheads, do you think that there's enough diversity, or have oh, they yeah. sort I of mean, all been put together at this point? Sort of like olive pythons, you know? It's like all sort of one thing. There were lines, and well, you know, here, yeah. See, see, that's the thing. Like a lot again, going back to so some the zoo animals that are in Australia are the same zoo animals that are in Europe, the same zoo animals that are in America. And these are all the same animals that have leaked into, into public hands. So obviously yeah. Australia, you know, they have 
their their hands are in the cookie jar, so to speak, because they're there. You know, yeah. so we don't know you know what goes on there. Like talking to Denver and Troy, for example, K Brothers, like all of their animals that they had that they bred in that in that building basically came from a single like lineage. You know mm. what I mean? So like these animals oh, were okay. bred down, bred down. It wasn't like they were adding new blood or anything. This was all stuff that they were working on. You know, going for like, oh wow, that's a cool look, and that's a, that one kind of looks similar. Let's keep those aside, and oh wow, this is, these look different from those, but they kind of look similar. Let's, you know, and they just hoard yeah. all this stuff, and then start. And by the time like you get a decade down the road, even from a single ancestry, you you have all of these variating looks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what yeah. happened to the Swiss lion animals. You know, the Swiss lion animals are known for well the color changers at least. But even if you're not looking at the Swiss lion color changers, the normal animals themselves are pretty much a high orange, high red kind of looking animal, but they didn't start that way. But what happened mm-hmm. was because they, the original animals that George had in Switzerland was a Western female from the Perth Zoo, which is likely the same line of animals because it happened right around the same time as animals that Dick Gergen and Tom Schultz in cahoots with San Diego Zoo got mm-hmm. that trade as well. So it's likely the same thing. But the animal uh, that he bred that produced the color changers was an animal that he imported from right here in the United States from Joel Rosen. Mm. Um, and that okay. was a zoo line animal, like the Dejara color changer, you know, known for that in Australia already, but it was already established in, in the lines and stuff in Australia, people keeping them in, in private hands. It's the most common thing there. Gotcha. Ironically, it's the most common thing here. So when those animals came back into the United States, a la, uh, via Joe Robinson at Living Jewels Collection. He had those and like the Centrillions, I think, that came from Germany and some Angolans. And Casey ended up getting those animals mm-hmm. from the Robinson estate in the mid-late mm-hmm. 90s. Um, and those blackheads from, from Switzerland were in there, which was a Western female from the Perth Zoo, a, a zoo line, Joel Rosen animal, and then their babies, right? So okay. they're all crosses, Got right? It. You know, Northern Territory, or sorry, Northern Territory, Queensland, like Mount Isa locality, crossed with Western animals. So right. a lot of those animals back then, um, you have some that look very Western, and that's why when you look at the Swiss line, you see some animals that like, wow, that kind of looks like a Western animal. You see that lineage, you know, going okay. all the way back. Pops back but up. the reason that yeah. they got more orange over time is because when they started changing colors, obviously people were breeding orange animals to them and over right. time you right. started getting all of this gene pool of orange animals being put into the, the soup yeah and most right. of them end up that you know end up that way it's the same thing with a lot of the westerns that are going around now because they're swiss crosses a lot of them and because right. they've been bred back to western back to western back to western back to western i mean you you know they typically fall in the area of looking like western animals but right yeah. So that Swiss line is it's really is like the most common line that we have here in the States, um, as far as that's concerned. Hmm. Some of these other lines have actually kind of just been lost to time. If it wasn't for this room and my place in South Carolina, you know, I some of this stuff would be lost to time for sure. Or at least, um, at least U.S. herpticulture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, 
some of them, I guess, some of it is just still in Europe and whatnot. Now, a lot of a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of the lines, whether you're talking about blackheads or whether you're talking about jungle carpets, even a lot mm-hmm. of the European lines originated in the United States and were exported and went back from here to there, yeah. and then came back. You know, there's a lot of that. Oh no shit! I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. There, there's a lot of that with like a lot of stuff because like we had Dunn's pythons. And stop breeding them, right. and then we had to re-import them from the UK. Right, and it was like, yeah, well, where did they get theirs? Oh, from some American breeder. All right, fine. So it's like, yeah, it's almost like right. Europe's are like autosave. It's our little arc. It's like, ah, oh, crap, we forgot about this thing. <laughs> Somebody over there's got to have I, one or two that they're really passionate I about. Guess, yeah, right. So. Right. I guess yeah. they did that with the Brisbane's too, right? Yeah. Right? They yeah. were over in Europe and then they got imported back into the well, States. Well, it's because we coaches. bred everything we bred everything to a jag. And then they're like, yeah. crap. Yeah, crap, that, we forgot was, to save the was, base model. It was screwy even before then, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah. I mean and honestly, you know, people didn't most of the animals that came in like during the eighties that I remember, I, I I saw a bunch of stuff that Hank Moult brought in directly. Him and Randy McKnight would hook up and whatnot. And then we'd come down here and see the Van Nostrans and they had crazy stuff. And, you know, as far as the East coast people, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and right. all of that stuff back then, just kind of, it was all labeled African carpets. I mean, like going back to the mid eighties, you know, it's like, that's where with the dark head scamp, but it still looks mm-hmm. like a coastal, but it's like a, right. it's like a gray jungle, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's right. a lot of those animals yeah. just kind of resemble like an exantic jungle or something, you know. And that was like the, I mean, like there wasn't a lot of people risking jail time and a huge fine to smuggle hundred dollar snakes. So uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine why. Like, you know, I mean, when when blackheads were ten thousand dollars a piece, when walnuts were fifteen thousand dollars a piece, you know, like carpets are a hundred bucks. What do you think's being smuggled most of? There's probably more blackhead and walnut blood in this country than any other Australian snake species out there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because nobody's sure going to risk jail time. Yeah. I mean, I had somebody, I had, I had somebody sitting in their living room with a friend of mine, somebody well known that supposedly had jungles, gotten jungles here or whatever. Told me in his living room that if anybody ever said that, they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he never. But why would I go after a hundred dollar snake? I mean right. that makes sense because it's like I only have this yeah. much space. Why am I going to fill it with a hundred dollar carpet crap at Python when right. I can shove a ten thousand dollar blackhead there? Right. Am I wrong to think that like the reptile? I, well, I don't think it would be called an industry, but let's say reptile business people back then, like they didn't necessarily focus on. They didn't have the the more fast aspect to it. It was just about you know, even the can I get this species or whatever, you know? And it's sort of like, oh look, I have this. So it's like if I can't make money at this, right? It's just it's just to reemphasize what your point is. It's like mm. then I'm not going to even bother with it. It's not going to. Oh yeah, there's no like dorky Eric looking, oh, I could have this rare locality of jungle garbage. Yeah, only that one guy cares about it. I mean, look, I'm not wasting could, my time with this. That, <laughs> if you could do that with no risk, I'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. would do that. Well, yeah, they they chuck a carpet sure. python yeah. in a box. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> but if you're taking this kind of risk, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, I could see it being, the, you know, snake guys are weird, you know, but he personally yeah. told me, you know, I, Listen, that I, never happened. I can only I can only tape so many socks full of snakes to my body. Right. So I need to yeah. make sure like it's it's a limited amount of real estate space. So yeah, I have to pick and choose. Right. 
right. Too funny. Yeah, I've heard that many times that a lot of like, I think that there's this assumption that a lot of the Australian stuff that we work with, no matter what it is, is um, a, a chunk of it is was brought in legally. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That yeah, most of there's it. a good amount of pythons yeah. that were here illegally, you know, rough scales were legal. Uh, yep. They weren't smuggled, you know. And look, I'm, um, I'm sure there were smuggles, but a lot of times, you know, here's a, here's here's something interesting. Um, again, not going to mention names, but uh, somebody reached out to me about, I don't know, 15 years ago, 17 years ago, had some blackheads, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to okay. sell them. And they had this convoluted story about how they were confiscated and they came from the Perth Zoo. And there was this whole, like, you know, thing about it, you know, story or whatever. Well, I got the animals, course mm-hmm. um a couple years <laughs> later i'm talking to another person unrelated to the whole thing that mentions the perth zoo and the animals that i'm talking about and i was like yeah that was like a confiscation right he goes no that was no confiscation those animals came in legally that's how i found out about this okay. those animals came in legally tom uh-huh. schultz we did a trade with dick gergen and myself with uh some, like i said sanzinia or maddie's or do or something you know something yeah yeah yeah. And uh, no, those animals are completely legal. They came here and they, they did reside at this person's place for, for what he's talking about. And yes, that's true. That's true. But they they weren't smuggled. No. <laughs> they were confiscated they were, for money. Were, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird how that happened. <laughs> they were acquired. Acquired. We, yes. yes. Cash. Wait, <laughs> a pocket full of money again. Well, why are we letting mm. facts get in the way of a good story? You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, dude, I've had all kinds of stuff. It's funny, like, how, how things happen. When you stay in it long enough, because a lot of people get out. You know, like they come yeah. in and they get yeah. out and they lose track yeah. of all of this stuff. You know, so yeah. you've been in it like, dude, I'm 40 years. I've been kind of, you know, 35 at least, kind of like <laughs> in it's, some way or right. another involved <laughs> right. in like the exotics part of the reptile keeping. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it just you hear things, and then like it's funny how stuff changes over. I was time about to too. say. Yeah, you know, like, like wait a minute. Morphs. Yeah, like I've got I've I know down, I don't know how many times, and then I've got emails from you personally, and now there's like a different story. That's- well, my favorite is listening, <laughs> talking to people who are in it, who are the know-it-all, and then I'm like, well, you're just wrong. <laughs> like I, I had somebody at a reptile show come up to me and be like, I purchased a red hypo jaguar blue gamma from a person down right. in South Carolina. I'm like, wait a minute. All right. That hurt my head. Red hypo. That, <laughs> yeah, wait, that was, that, that's, that's a thing. Gamma. Okay. Blue? Where the hell did blue come from? Like, it, And they showed me the picture of the display that this animal was in. And it said red hypo jaguar blue gamma. And I'm like, what the hell is blue? Like, I've never right. heard of this. Was it in the blue? Was it no, in the shed? Like, was it just shed? laying on there? In why, are you trying, why am I trying to get more money? Because it's in shed. Who gives a shit? Yes. Like, it was. It's an upcharge. All right. So, anybody, do you remember that story of the guys that, like, died these uh, uh, king snakes down here with. Yes. Tools, like, dyed them green or some crap? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And a guy bought them for some big money and they came home with shed. They were regular old king <laughs> Well, my oh, favorite man. is the um, the matte black spray painted jungle carpets from uh, was it oh, Poland or Russia? Them? Yeah, where they, they spray painted them. Poland. With, right, they spray painted yeah. them and tried to pass them off as the panther gene. And oh, right, and I remember everybody that. Everybody was lining up to buy these things, and it was like, <laughs> oh shit! And everybody's like, whoa. So yeah, it was. Oh man, 
There's always Panther. somebody sticking a oh. there's always somebody sticking a snake in a vat of Kool Aid, <laughs> trying to get a different the color funny, on it. <clears throat> the the you know the a story that I always talk about is like you have those um, carpets that you call the uh, you call them New New Guinea right or no 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 mm. Nova Guinea right Nova Guineas no no, no, no. New Guineas they no, there were New other Guinea. ones yeah, that yeah, were yeah. Nova Guineas but yeah not mine yeah, yeah, yeah. mine came from the Barkers as New Guineas so that I just always kept it as that mm-hmm. although. They don't look anything like any of the IJs that ever got I me. Mean, dude, I, I literally saw thousands of IJs come through Ben Siegel's place. It's like, like a total rock in this place. <laughs> you know, right. yeah, thousands of them, dude. Like, and there, yeah. you know, yeah, there were some variation, but not nothing that looked like these. You know what I mean? No. And then, like, you remember all the arguments back, <laughs> from early, back in the day. It's like, everybody's, oh, yeah. Oh, the guinea carpets didn't come in until the mid-late 90s, 96, the Barkers, the Barkers, all that. And then, meanwhile, I dig up a price list from Steve Hammond from 1991 that's got new guinea carpet pipes <laughs> and a description right. of them. Black, right. silver, striped adults that look just like, I mean, that's a description of the very animals that I have. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, something's not making sense here. You know what I mean? And right. I think that honestly, I just think they're just Atherton carpets, to be honest. And Barker's passed them off yeah. because they don't know any better. Seriously. I mean, like they well, probably bought them from Hammond, you know, or got yeah. them from somebody who got them from the same circle. And then they just reached. So they were, they were wholesalers and reached, you know what I mean? They were just reselling sure. at that time period. Yeah, I mean, the, the odd thing about those, though, in particular, right, is there's an article that the Barkers wrote. And in the article, they talk about, I guess it happened in the 70s, but they were talking about it was the Philadelphia Zoo and blah, blah, blah. And then Australia started clamping down on the, the, the laws and everything. Yeah, and right. it's like, conveniently, all the Australian animals that are located in Papua New Guinea then became New Guinea animals because now you can go back and forth. And I always think about that story and I think, like, Oh yeah, they probably had Australian animals, and they're like, no, 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 no. I mean, mean, but (laughs) why? I mean, why? I mean, like somebody like the Barkers, you don't think at that point in time that they could have just gone to the Australian government and gotten whatever they wanted? Well, you know what I mean? Maybe seriously. Maybe they did, but did the Australian government want to play ball like that? The Aussie gov. That's the problem. Is you're also dealing with government that could be like, no, why? We don't have to explain ourselves. Like, like, okay, (laughs) yeah, but again, again, you know, they had they were invested in the community and reptiles, like in in the way that nobody has ever been for that time period. Not Kevin Curley, not Barcheck, not any of these people. All came later. Yeah, I mean, they were doing that stuff, and they were well, well, well known. I mean, they were authors, they were writing books, right. scientific journals. I mean, there was nothing they couldn't get their hands on, you know? So I don't necessarily yeah. buy that. I, You know, and why would, again, why would somebody risk a $100 animal only to just mis- mislabel it something else and make, you know what I mean? It would lose its yeah. value at that point. Like what? It, right. The it's, whole thing just yeah. makes no sense. It's more valued to be the Australian animal once everything clamped down. Right. Labeling exactly. it in right. Guinea makes it on the cheap. Now. Right. Exactly. It I, makes are, no sense. Are you charging so you hear all the, of this stuff and you got to yeah. just assume to yourself that this, this is all bullshit that people said that. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, God, it's people almost, will that's, say that's, anything. That's about just, forty-five years ago, yeah. it's the '70s, you know. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and even all the way up until the '90s, I, I heard that, you know. But again, why? Why yeah. would you have to do that? You're not. People will say anything to sell a snake for a little bit higher than the guy who's got the same kind of snake on a table over there. Like that just yeah. goes into your into your passion and 
yeah. your knowledge and you know what you're breeding for, what your animals actually look like, you know. Yeah. Adults and you know it's like the, the, I always have let the animal speak for itself. I never gotten like wars with anybody about like you know especially with the black cat. You know I used to used to bust some people's chops on Morelia back in the day about the carpets because I was around. I saw you know like the beginning of carpet pythons coming into popularity. You know, with a few key people, yeah. you know, I was there. Mm-hmm. I saw it in person. You know, so right. I kind of like, you know, I mess with these guys a little bit. You know, about some of that. But uh, when it comes down to it, it's like the snakes. At the end of the day, they should sell themselves. I mean, yeah. I yeah. should have to just yeah. do nothing but show you the snake. If you want it and you're passionate about it, I don't need to do anything else. I That's I, I, I love selling to people who I know who are extremely passionate about the species because yeah. then it's like. Do you have a boy? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> like I don't like it. Done. Is it eating? It is, and then it's right. Gone. Like right. it's. Oh, what's yeah, its I don't, temperament? I, Does it feel nice when it rains? Is it a little blue? <laughs> like you know, did it consent to going into the box that you shipped it in? Like I don't. Just yeah. Anyway, I think I, like you know. Thankfully, thankfully, yeah. I don't get any of that. I hear my <laughs> uh, some other friends of mine like complaining about it all the time. You know, like. But they're selling hundred dollar animals, and I'm like, well, you oh, know, that's you the thing. Have, I think yeah. when you have a species like a blackhead, that that is it shouldn't be your first like snake. That is something that you right. they are great for snakes. To be honest, I mean, they, they are, but that's not for like your pocketbook. Exactly, that's <laughs> the point. So it seems like it's something right. you dream about. It that's the picture you hang up from like a reptiles magazine until you get to right. that point where you can get the blackhead. And just kind of have. Do you that think though that that's? I mean, I know they're expensive. I'm not saying that they're not as far as snakes go, but like, there's a big difference between say twenty five hundred dollars and twenty five thousand dollars. You know, like right. it's it's right. a little more attainable yeah. today. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back yeah. in the day when they first came out, it's like, oh, you, you know, that's like a cart. That's that is a cart. Know. That is back a cart. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a cart today. But the what was it back then? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I mean, it's, I think that's kind of why I've stuck with like the higher end stuff too. It's just because I, again, I, I'm producing limited numbers yeah. for a limited right. amount of people that I know that may, may want them. You know, that's kind of right. where I've evolved to at this point. And then that way I can really, really focus on like the quality of the stuff. And like, mm-hmm. and since I've honestly, since I've been doing that, I'm, I'm seeing like better results of things you know what i mean like mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. with the tangerine line for example like like this last year not this season but the last season with another female that i have i gave her this last year off but she threw some animals that are there there's something different about them um i mean they literally look like you plugged them in like you just i mean you're not gonna see it on the Derek's revealing too many of his secrets of how he gets yellow into the blackheads, you know. USB-C. Yeah, he's just got, here we go, baby. He's got like a car battery and some jumper cables, every egg. I know you're not going to be able to like really see what this thing looks like, but. Oh, God. It looks like you took a Wilma's body and slapped a blackhead on it. I mean, I can't even describe. Wow. I can't describe the color. It's like. It's this faded so clean. pink, that is pink, orangey, awesome. And then, uh, you know, of course, I've been going for the chin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they're completely, you know, they're like really starting to lose a lot of black now. Um, 
And these particular ones, I, I had like three or four of them from that clutch last year, like completely patternless belly, like nothing. That's so cool. Wow. You know, um, and it's just got a color about it that I've, I have not seen on a, on any blackhead to date. Out of all the blackheads I've seen and hatched, like I said, I can't really can't really get yeah. it to show it in here. But wow, it's very 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 strange. And then you couple that, you know, with something like. Yes. So for, for, if you're listening to this on uh, your podcast app, you should probably go, go to, to YouTube. This is a YouTube show. Um, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you compare something like that with something like this. Oh, dude, oh, I love the heavy black. Yeah. Is that a tiger? Yeah. Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Wow. See, that's the problem is I, I love I love the heavy black, but then I love a yellow jacket too. So I, I, this is why I need to stay far away from awesome. blackheads. Is like uh, you can go nuts, <laughs> far far away. <laughs> you know, Lucas had that one baby that was like almost completely black, oh, like, and I'm like, yeah, with the I want spots it. and stuff. I, yeah, she yeah. had like C's on her, and I'm like, I want it. Yeah, so, that's yeah. Uh, that's that tiger influence coming in, but yeah. the western the western blood wants to clean it up a lot. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you you end up with getting broken patterns. But yeah, this one's like super solid. Wow. I love it. Killer. That's, you know? that's awesome. cool. Um, so the idea is to cross the tiger with that other one to try to well, get some. Not, I mean, not really. What not I'm trying really. to go for this is I'm trying to increase it as much as I can to kind okay. of make like a black, black-headed python, a melodic black-headed <laughs> python, you know. Um, and I have had some. I mean, Eric, that one I sent you years and years and years ago, that one was oh, almost yeah. completely black, you yeah. know. Yep. He had yeah. some cool markings on it for sure. That was a cool snake. Merlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a nice oh, man. Yeah. I'm gonna need you to drift back into blackheads, man, because otherwise I'm gonna want blackheads. Oh, and yeah, you. Yeah, eventually yeah. I'll get to them. I make you buy them. things Even, uh, this way. I don't have to. So you know, Derek, my uh, direction has kind of changed. Where I used to have this huge collection of morphs and all this stuff, and I've sort of right. like um, I've gotten to the point in my life where it's like I'm not really doing this as a business. So I shouldn't like treat it like that, you know, because I'm not going to sure. quit my job to do this type of thing. So I've like slimmed down my collection, like a whole lot, but, um, you know, I have like these really top notch examples of, you know, the different subspecies of all Aussie pythons. Blackheads are the ones that, uh, are le- <laughs> they're like one of the last ones on the list. They're not but, here. Yeah. You know, I'm trying yeah. to do like, uh, you know, a naturalistic type of enclosure type of thing, just, and then, and not because, you know, I'm not, it's not trying to say that that's the the way it is. It's just for me as a keeper, I think herping has like taken to me where I like to observe the animal and see what they do. Right. That's sort of like to me, the excitement of it. And when you just have them in a tub, it's kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) There's no fun in it. You know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 That's sort of where I'm at. But, um, well, even these animals, I mean, um, you know, yeah, these are these are sixty inches, five foot by thirty inches. So they, you know they're fairly yeah. big for the type of black. Yeah. I don't really my blackheads aren't very big like a lot of people's are. Right. Um, but even that, I mean, I have some outdoor enclosures that I you know I can take you know six eight animals out at a time and right. leave them outside all day. You know, so I, I'm doing that you know a good bit, um, especially during the summertime because it's in a shaded area, so it's nice and um, 
That's you know, true. and just from being between Florida and South Carolina, like I'm, I'm constantly bouncing animals back and forth because I have animals in, kind of in both places. Not so much here in Florida. I have, you know, 20 something, you know, cages here or whatever, 30 cages mm-hmm. here, but even a lot of gotcha. them aren't necessarily even have anybody in them. I, just, I bring, for some reason, they seem to like breed better down here. I don't know why that is. I, mm. Maybe it's just the cycles of the seasons are different. You know, but right. they seem to be more active down here than they are in Carolina. So anything that I'm focusing on, I'll bring down here and just put them together. And they, they, typically that works for me. I mean, they, they seem to be fine. But you mentioned something about, like, crossing the lines, like for the, the tangerine yeah, and, yeah. and the tiger, which yeah. would be cool to have a tiger, like, yeah. solid black stripe. But the, the but tangerine the side. There are some in, in – um, and I've had some that are more like that, but there are some in Australia that, that are like that. But I, I have um, tried to start doing it with the Xanthics to kind of get the ghost, right? Oh, Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, and like, so, you know, this would be, you know, a normal Xanthic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. see how it kind of has more silver, darker black. bands, yeah. you know, black, black and silver, black, white, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But then. Stay no, stay there. <laughs> He's still gonna fall off. Of course he is. Such a you, such a majestic creature as it just falls off. Yeah, yeah. But then if you look at this one, oh, dude. Oh yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Let's see, it's like so like faded. look at him. Yeah. If you look at them together, oh my yeah, god, you can oh, see yeah. the difference, right? Yeah, the comparison sure. is nuts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm kind of going for. And even this one, she's got clear belly, like nothing yes. on, her, on her belly at all. God, um, that is clean. Yeah. So that, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I like doing, you know. I'm yeah. reading more for different traits. And, you know, I, I hate to even use the term hypo because I think it's a bunk term anyway. Right. I mean, it doesn't really explain or, you know. It doesn't explain or solidify anything. It just means reduction in black. But that could be anything, you know. Like any animal could be a hypo if you, you know, if you say that. So, um, but yeah, like I'm really starting to kind of like focus in on that kind of stuff and seeing what I can, what else I can do with it, you know. It reminds me uh, very similar to what Keith did with with Bloods, right? He sort of had, or Borneos, he sort of like. uh, Oh, yeah. You know, focus in on a phenotype and be like, oh, I like the way that this and just, you know. Yeah. Like the, what is it, the marble, I guess it is, Owen? Yeah, yeah. he started with the yeah. marbles and then and then Matt made it extreme. And now has he has like these yeah. extreme marbles. Just insane. Right, yeah. Just like, wait, that came yeah. from yeah. a couple little specks you saw? On the, on the well, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the same with all of this stuff. I mean, you know, that's that's what I like doing. That's how you create your own lines of things. Yeah. Get known for like having your own stuff, you know? Do you think that that's like I kind of have that same brain and I, I equate it to like why I like why I'm a musician because I like to create, you know, it's like, sure. It's like that artistic thing in your brain. Yes. It's like, nah, I just can't. It has to be something to this. Like I'm trying to do whatever it would be. You have that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's, 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 I mean, any artist, any, any, yeah. why is this any different than painting or creating some type of song or soundtrack? You know, it's, you know, it's yeah. like you can look at it as creating a soundtrack over a lifetime. Really, yeah. you sure. know, like it's with the work with, that you do with the animals that you 
you know, through the time. I mean, like I can I can recognize my stock anywhere. If somebody posts yeah. a picture of a black hat, I know immediately that's my stock. I know, mm-hmm. it. you know, it's just I can identify it. Um, and all of us that that do, you know, this type of thing and really focus in on one thing, you can see that, you know, you can, you can see that, that. Oh, that's that person's work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It becomes yeah. more that's personal to you. You know, it's like right. yeah. it's it's more personal thing. You know, and people look at it and like, oh yeah, you're right. I can I can kind of look at. It. You know, certain blackheads I see, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's I, a Derek Roddy line. That's I'm a Jason to Hood to animal. Point. <laughs> you know, uh, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm also starting to get to that point with my own stuff. Like somebody showed a carpet python. I'm like, I'm about 99.9 percent sure I produced that. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it was that that thing was born here. Like so, your eye, just in yeah. your brain, for some reason, like especially when you start talking about that artist side, like you just said, it's like yeah. I used to recognize like the head patterns on all of my babies that I would, and I used to document them too. I'd take mm. pictures of all the heads just so I could go back and if, if I sold them and if they ever came up anywhere else, I, I had the foresight then, you know, to take Polaroids right. from them even back when that was the thing. And then you got a digital phone. Now it's easy, you know? Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I've always done it, especially with the blackheads. Like if anybody comes to me and says, look, I have this animal, um, I got it from so-and-so. Thankfully I'm, I don't really have a lot of, um, resells mm-hmm. right i'd probably say like less than two percent of animals i sell will actually go back up for resell like every once in a while somebody will make and if and if so i typically have a good enough relationship with my customers that if they're in a position where they need to be looking to i'll get them back i do that right. a lot i get right. animals back that i sold and resell them to other people you know and move them sideways so yeah um you know and that's one of the that's one of the advantages about you know creating um you know, having your customers be your partners and not your competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I'm a fan of like, like right now, I mean, even with Joseph Carlton, I mean, he's got pretty much everything, you know, that I, that I have available as far as lines or whatnot, like all the cool stuff, tangerines and tigers and xanthix and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some of the yellow jackets, mm-hmm. the high yellow stuff. Um, you know, and I, I trust him because if somebody is telling me, oh, there seems like there's a big market for, for yellow jackets this year, and if I know that he's doing them, I won't put mm-hmm. mine together. Right. You know, I, I know automatically that, like, well, I'll probably be able to sell his animals easier than, than he will be. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So let me just let him deal with the production of it and the feeding of them, and then I'll move them for him sideways. Because it's like for me, this you know, this is all just fun, you know. Yeah. At this point, yeah. so. I had this conversation at Carpet Fest, right? You know, you have you know guys like Nick were there and Ryan and whatnot, and I was talking to him, and they're like, you know, why have you backed off of breeding? And I said, well, number one, like if you think that people are going to spend, like the writing was on the wall to me last year, like, and maybe because I work in the food industry, so I see it way ahead of like the reptile right. industry, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. But I'm like, nobody's going to have any money. Like nobody's right. buying a five hundred dollar snake. It's just yeah, the yeah, only yeah. The, the only people that are like buying that kind of snake is somebody that's selling another snake to a guy that's buying another. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or just mm-hmm. you know, there are people, but yeah, it's, yeah, few, it's far fewer yes. far between. Um, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, I think I think you saw that huge spike during COVID because like we've talked dude, about it was that. nuts. Nobody, Everybody was. I yeah. couldn't keep animals. Everybody I, snakes, were hitting me up know? before it they was, even got listed. I sold every. I sold animals I didn't want to sell. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it was nuts, yeah. man. I'm yep. like, what the hell is going on right now? 
Um, and I think that uh, I think a lot of people saw that as like, okay, this is going to be the new norm. It's sort of the same thing that happened in the food industry, right? Everybody all of a sudden has all this free money. They're, they're buying like food that they never, you know, filet mignons and like, you know, I'm just buying yep. money, you know, just be, yep. living the life. And now there's no money. So like when I well, compare you know, numbers, it, I compare to it 2019. It, it, it will. Yeah. It'll, it, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. that's been at least my whole lifetime. That's what's been happening. It's, right. You know, somebody, some, somebody in the in the politic world is in office where the American people can make a bunch of money, and then somebody else comes in and steals it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's been like the theme of and my no life. That everybody that's it? lived yeah. before us, yep. going back to the yes. beginning of history. Yeah, you know, like don't think it's not designed that way on purpose. You know? I, yeah. But I think I think my thinking was is that why am I going to produce snakes? When you do this, like the guys I'm talking to are doing this as a living. Why am I going to compete with you to ruin the market? Like I, I don't want to do that. It's a, it's right. not that important to me to have to produce a clutch that like I don't know this idea that like if you don't produce a year or something that somehow that's a, that's a bad thing. Like, oh, you have man, to, you, you have to back flood into it or like, you know, <laughs> I think, people, I, I think yeah. a lot of these guys think that maybe they'll, they'll become irrelevant mm. that, you know, yeah. in, in the scene, yeah, because it, is, it changes, it changes so quickly, Yeah, you know? And um, yeah. I think that maybe that's part of it, you know, which is why you have like people, writing books and you know about species they don't really keep and, and like you know just different things are just trying to, to stay yeah. like you know relevant well, in, in yeah. the scene and sure you know again going back to the artist in me i've never really i mean that even goes back to to the musician side of me because i you know i haven't toured outside of doing these gigs with anthrax i haven't toured with the band since like 2008 hmm. you okay. know what i mean it was like i definitely yeah. i mean i was doing a lot of drum work you know, with clinics right. and, and that kind of stuff. And I had my own audience as far as that was concerned. But, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't so concerned about trying to maintain the stature of being like a touring musician and being out there like some of my friends are. You know, right. some of my some right. of my friends will do that at the detriment of like, you know, their livelihood and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I've never, you know, mm. and same for the reptiles. I'm not going to do it there either. You know, right, it's like right. I have, kind of have like a, a moral compass about it somehow. I don't know what what how, how right. to say it. I guess. What what? Uh, just on a side note, like how has is it been that like the music business has changed like crazy? Like, have you you look at this as a good thing with like the way technology is sort of where it's at, or is it a bad thing? Um. I, you know, there's a stock answer for this that most every musician has, and I definitely do not like most other topics. I don't fall into that stock answer category. Mm -hmm. um, I'm asking you, <laughs> um, yeah, because like I, again, because I'm not so immersed in it, I can kind of step back and take a look from the outside looking in and kind of see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, musicians like to place a lot of blame. Mm. about the state of the industry and why the mechanism that used to be the industry no longer is there. You know, there's mm -hmm. no environment for any like up and coming musician to be successful. There's just no environment mm -hmm. for it, you know, right. and all the musicians want to point the blame to Spotify and all the, all this internet stuff or whatever, and not placing it on them themselves because the musicians are the ones who did this mm -hmm. period. Right. Musicians are the reason that dude from Spotify pays 0. 0.0009 cent for a stream. 
I mean, that's what it's worth. Like when you go to Walmart, you know, you don't give them more than they're asking for the bread. Mm -hmm. Why would you do it for music? (laughs) Why would anybody, especially, um, you know, a group of people that, that is not part of that mechanism that made the industry work to begin Mm -hmm. with. Right. You know what I mean? And Uh what I mean by that is, I mean, we'll go back in history and I know this is off topic of reptiles, but let's go back through history to a, to a a television station called MTV music television. Right. Right. So, you know, well, it went on and went on and went on. And the only reason they changed playing music was because the, the market that made the industry work, Stop paying attention to it. They lost yeah. interest in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they lost interest in it because the music became dishonest, in my opinion. Gotcha. So it started with like that whole millionaire <clears throat> thing. And then people started figuring out, well, Madonna doesn't write her own music. And, oh, that's not her voice. It's auto-tuned and all oh, this and that. and this. So people disconnected from it because us right. as human yeah. beings, we're looking for constantly. We're looking for that real honest connection. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So now it doesn't exist with music. So MTV had to figure something out and it was right in the fucking title. Real loud. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was right in the title. Right. And that dominated media markets for as long as it took for people to figure out, oh, well, the Duck Dynasty people aren't even real people. Like, that's not even a real company. That's all made up, you know. And then everybody Uh lost interest. So what are they on to now? Right. What are we doing right here? This is what I mean, everybody yeah. is. This Podcast, is their yeah. Yeah. streaming. Podcast, right? yeah. streaming so when, when I was yeah. out, because they feel that they're getting this honest yeah. conversation, right? And as soon as people yes. start figuring out that all this is scripted and paid for by everything is scripted, media we and everything. the script before we had the show tonight. Yeah, yeah well, you know what I mean. Because eventually <laughs> yeah. it will get yeah. to that point. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. If, if you're not squeezed out completely. You know what I Listen, mean? Like, I've been trying to sell out since day one, but Eric won't let me. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, when I was out with Anthrax in January, I made it a point to everybody I saw wearing in ears, earbuds. I went over to them, I'm like, hey, what are you listening to? And mm-hmm. one out of 50 uh-huh. people was listening to music. Yeah. Really? Nice. Yeah. Everybody else is listening, nice. <laughs> listening to podcasts. Everybody's before. listening to podcasts. Right. Everybody's yeah. listening to podcasts. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend of mine uh, call me the other day. He's he's my age, but he's picking up his now ninth ninth grade son from school, right? Mm-hmm. So we went to school, and he calls me. He's in the parking lot. And he's like, "Dude," he goes, "I'm watching a car, you know, a line of cars leave this property." He goes, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you and I in school, I mean, you, there was music like playing out of every single car leaving the property. Wasn't there? I mean, like blaring at the top. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, yeah. every single car. He goes, bro, there is not a single car in here that is blaring music. Not <laughs> one. Yeah. I'm around hundreds of people leaving this high school, and there's I don't hear music anywhere. Right. People have lost their uh, connection, <clears throat> man. I mean, yeah. and when I say people, I mean the mechanism that made the industry work. You know. Yeah. Because there are people that still love music. I love music. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of music lovers out there, but I Mm got to be honest. I do not connect with new music. I don't either. I don't. It's like uh, it's like technology. It's funny because the better technology got, the least the less music was worth. You know what I mean? It's like there's a there's there's a there's a I guess I, I call it like a human element. It's it's. Like a musician yeah. will hear it 
and you record it and you might say like, oh, that sounds terrible. Or you heard my hand scratch down, going down the neck. You can hear, you know, or the hum of the amp or, or like it's a little bit off or whatever. But to me, that's that's the beauty of it. You know, that's the, have you ever. Um, that's what. And this is, this is a guitar player theme. But have you ever seen um, and I can't remember which one it was actually in, but there's a documentary about. Pink Floyd, and there's uh, a section where they're where they're talking about the solo "Comfortably Numb," which is like arguably one of the best guitar solos ever ever written. A hundred percent, yes. And <laughs> although that solo wasn't like a, a one take thing, the very first take he did of it, um, which they kept like majority of the solo of that stuff, has a bunk note. The very first note is bunk. It, I mean, but that's the one that ended up on the record because, like, everybody else right. was like, dude, that's it. That's the one, you know? Right. And he always right. said that he hated that solo because of that bump note, you know? But Yes. <laughs> right. You're, you're your biggest critique of everything. Right. Like, you know, that, that, yeah. that happens with all things. And dude, I can imagine. Working with modern day musicians is the worst, man. Working with anybody <laughs> that's a musician that's under the age of 35, it's like, I, oh, man. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, it's like these guys want to redo it, want to redo it, want to redo it, want to redo it. I mean, I was the, the last couple bands that I've been like, I've been looking for some young talent around town trying to find guys. And like these guys, uh-huh. they'll write three songs every two years, and just because they, oh, it can be better, it can do this, or I can play it better. I'm like, when? <laughs> when can you when do that? Because you you're wasting two years of my time, like just trying to sound like you. Like what the fuck, right. you know? Like I, yeah. and that's another thing. Like none of these guys know how to sound like themselves because they're too busy trying to get this amp modeler or that amp mm. modeler, and that person's preset, yes. and this person's drum sound samples, and you know, it's like. Nobody knows who they are anymore in in the music industry, you know. And it's, I think that's one big thing that's killed it, you know. Like people just yeah. like lost their mm. connection. With it, you know? I see. Uh- I, I see so many parallel. I don't know if you see the same thing, but like the way that that the the music is and the way that reptiles are I like see so many like coming from the music side oh, of things, it's like he had a, a great perspective on how to approach you know, uh, the reptile industry or whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. You see like some of these guys and they'll play, um, you know, they'll, they'll sit down and they'll play eruption and they, they have it flawless or, you know, some kind of crazy, it doesn't matter what it is. Some kind of crazy thing, flawless, but you ask them to like improvise and it's just like, what? (laughs) Well, and not even, not even that, but like, not even that, but very, very, very few videos that you see online, um, of these people playing are real. Mm. I'd say 99.9% uh-huh. of everything that you see, that everything that gets shared, like check out this drummer or check out this guitar player or check out this bass. None of that shit is yeah. real. <laughs> it's all been edited to the point where in pitch corrected yeah. and gridded and resampled and uh, reamped. I mean, none of that is real at all. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it because like, like the moment I... The moment I hear somebody shred, I love I love guitar players that shred. But the moment I hear, I can just I know I can just tell because just you cannot yeah. <laughs> you cannot be that clean as a human being. You know you can tell that yes. it's fake, and it's right. like you lose yes. automatically. I'm done. You know, yeah. And that's like and, you know all of these guys coming around now that you know that you see this stuff and they're just trying to get YouTube clicks and things. 
it's none of it's real. It's all a fake world. That's why I, I fake book. You know what I mean? And, and Insta fake and you faker and you know it's all none of it is real. I mean, what right? You can, I mean, literally, like when you go to a reptile show and you sell an animal, that's that's real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the connection right. you make with somebody, like you can't do that online. You know what I mean? Like no, no. That's why when people, the first thing I tell people that uh, that mess with me about blackheads is call me. Here's my number. Call me because I'm not going to sit here and type mm-hmm. all of this crap. You know what I mean? I don't care. Right. If you can record it. Whatever. I don't care. If you want the information, record the phone call. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know why that, I would have told anybody who called. Like, yeah, it's not like I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, just call me, man. It's so much easier. I'd r- much rather have that. You know, at least I can get a vibe or feel for somebody, whether they're serious or not, or, you know, what do they actually sure. know about the animal or, you know. Right. I right. saw this on Instagram and I really want it. Derek right. just throws his phone out the window. Like it's- no, I mean, I, I, I will entertain people. I mean, I post pictures and people talk about them and I, I try to, you know, all the time. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's, what, that's what we do, you know, I mean, as business yeah. people and we're trying to like, because look, I don't want, I mean, I don't mind keeping all these animals because I, I love this stuff and I'll keep every last one of them as well. I care, but I, you know, I'd like to kind of move them into I, people's like, hands that are going to appreciate them and, and yeah. care for them and, yeah. and like them. I mean, that's why we do it. You know, I'd like to have some, yeah. like some more empty bins every once in a while. I can't keep stealing racks from Eric's house. So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I picked that bone. I picked that carcass clean. Like there's, there's only one yeah. left Owen. <laughs> I'm coming for it. What size is it? Do I need it? Oh, it's a funny. six quart baby rack. <laughs> Where can I put it? I'll find a spot. I, man, I have zero space in this room. Man. I am I, done. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot. I mean, like I said, I'm going back and forth between two places. I have room in Carolina because that, that place, that room is much bigger. <laughs> but down here, I'm like, right. Nah, so I, the next the next step is my wife and I have to move, and I need an airplane hanger, and then I can fill that. So, hey, I've started putting my animals um, like all my carpet python collection hmm. is in a friend of mine's hands. This kid Aaron over in Tampa, oh. and yep. he has okay. all my carpet. He's got all the New Guineas, all of the, the man. You should see. Some of the animals that he has produced from keeping stuff back, you know, like the best of mm-hmm. men, like you would not believe some of these. Oh. <laughs> uh, I am starting to do that too. He's sitting on them, just kind of like you know, whatever. But man, Eric, I'll send you some pictures later. So, it, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like some of the best looking jags, but they're not jags at all. You know what I mean? No wobble. Okay, like mm-hmm. a like, jag no. with with, but it, but it. it move straight it doesn't like you know jiggle its way all around you know okay. I, I was fortunate with that because i you know i did have some jags back in the day and I, I never bought them but i did some breeding longs with the asser um for a couple of my girls an atherton girl and a new guinea girl and i got some jags back and i bred them for a couple of years and they you know but i don't really mess with my animals too much mm-hmm. you know outside of like right feeding and cleaning and taking right. them out you know and letting them get some outdoor time I, the interaction here is not all that much you know right right um but yeah just you know interesting i don't know that, that was that's what i was saying earlier when i was saying about how like i kind of changed that's i forgot this is the point i was trying to make was that um 
we were talking about like the MP days and stuff. And I'm thinking, well, that Jag conversation didn't age well, did it? Like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. everybody's saying, there's no neuro in this snakes and that whole debate fine. back and forth. Yeah. And I, so, think, I mean, you know, like I, I said, mine were, mine were okay. I mean, like I didn't, I didn't outright notice anything like that in mine. And that was, you know, 2000. Four, 2005 I guess you know, but that's still that is still the thing that is asked like at, there's always somebody now advertising that their Jags n- n- have no wobble they have special Jaguars it's like well <laughs> right. okay but it could wobble or it could flip out or it's offspring yeah. could wobble or yeah, yeah, out, yeah. Like, at any time and people yeah. tend to like glance over that Unless you're yeah. in the know, and it's like that just seems so weird. Is that we're still having that conversation almost? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the issue seemed to really intensify the more you stacked genes on yeah. top of right. it, which makes right. sense, right? I mean, right. broken gene on top of broken gene on top of broken exactly. gene. Eventually, exactly. you kind yeah, of yeah. and then you're wondering, and, like, uh, but it goes what, back to like the one-eyed albino bulls. Yeah, you know, yeah. The kink tailed, the kink tailed uh, zebras and all. Uh, that yeah, stuff, all that. You know, like, well, yeah, I, everybody I, always said, "Oh, you can breed it out. You breed it out." No, you can't. They can't. It's in <laughs> you there. know, I mean, it's in there. And like, so these Atherton carpets I have, I mean, I gotta be. I've never bred any other animal into them ever, except for that jag that was a male to a you know a male jag to the right. female. Right. And I kept all of that separate, you know. But I mean, as far as, I mean, I gotta be at F. 15 <laughs> wow. I mean, dude wow. i mean i've had those animals since i first clutch was 92 and they've never been bred to anything else but each other wow and yeah no issues none zero they all eat they all have their all their eyes they got all their teeth that's the they, right you know what I mean? it's like so <laughs> yeah. so some stuff bottlenecks and becomes a problem and other stuff like just doesn't seem to it's have any kind of issue. Yeah, it's the morphs, man. It's that's what that's what bottlenecks. Well, people start stacking another, bad genes on top of bad genes, and that's what you're going to get. Yeah, this was another reptile radio quote that you said that stuck out with me for for, and it means more to me today than it probably did back then. But the whole idea of why I even need morphs and carpet pythons because they're so variable. And if you see right. them in the wild, you'll go from this hypo looking animal to this melanistic type of animal to a striped animal to a banded right. animal to a who knows right. what that pattern is type of animal, you know, oh, yellow, sure. gold, you know, and it, it's kind of almost lost in a way in the jungles today because they look so, we were talking about this at the beginning where they're, they're so much the same yeah. that you don't see like those like those gold jungles like you used to right. back in the day. Uh, it's the just black and white neon yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Ivory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people are knocking down. It used to be that there were like a certain number of people and those people would always sell their jungles for high dollar. But now it's like everything has been so mixed in and it's like nobody cared about keeping Andrew Hare's line separate from these other lines or Will Leary's right, line. Right, I have right. a black and yellow jungle and I'm going to find Another the first opposite jungle. sex black and yellow jungle yeah. that I can get my hands on. And right. that's what they've been doing. So no, there was no care taken into more fish netting here, less fish netting, right? Cleaner blacks, cleaner yellows. It's just black and yellow. That's all they want. That, was, that would have been the type of shit that I would, I would have been breathing right. for right now, you know? And I was back in the day, like I said, with those Atherton's and stuff, like I never had striped Atherton's, 
until right. like the last several years, you know, like all of a sudden I started getting some tri-stripe stuff out of animals that just had some, barely had some squiggles cool. on them and putting them back. And then all of a sudden I got tri-striped animals never happened in 15, 20 years I was breeding them, you know? So like all of a sudden I get one, I'm like, okay, well let me, you know, and then bam, striped, striped Atherton's never happened before. I had those animals all that time, you know? I, so I have a pair that I got from you. I think they're O nines. I still have them. And then I got one of those striped females. Oh, she is. Oh man, she is a nice car. A new guinea or the? Man. Oh no, the Atherton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Atherton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has she oh, produced? Oh man, yet? is she? No, no. <laughs> but um, she, she, she could. The female. <laughs> the the females. I messed up. I had a friend of mine moved into town. He was going through a divorce. Mm. Uh-huh. He's been like, you know, really kind of like, he's a king snake guy and he's, you know, he's, and I thought he's always been kind of wanting to do some pythons. I said, let me let him work with this. So I gave him the other two, the pair of striped animals that the siblings to the one you have, gave them to him mm-hmm. and he did well okay. with them. He kept them or whatever. And then like one day he comes over here, he's like, yeah, so that female laid, laid about 14 eggs. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He goes, not really. He goes, I didn't catch them. And they're like dried up like pancakes. I was like, what do you mean? He was did like, well, she yeah, she wrapped them and she was under the paper, but I was like, dude didn't even look at her for like two weeks. You know what uh, I mean? Like, and I, nice. dude, it, it fucking pissed me off. So I went over there and I got them all. I got all the carpets that he had. He had some of my original jungles that I, I got all that stuff back. I was like, bro, you're not like, you're not you focused gotta, enough yet, you know? Yeah. So, and I had yeah. Aaron, the other kid I was talking about, come and pick them up, but he's got them. And I guarantee you they were produced for him this year because those things are freaking smoking. Mm-hmm. They're some of the best looking tigers I've ever seen, like the tigers I've ever seen. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, they're killer. amazing. Yeah, totally. yeah, I love that snake. <clears throat> but yeah, um, and that just randomly popped up. Yeah, you know, it's like where where did that come from? Right. I love that's that. the cool thing about carpets, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just like right. there it goes. Every clutch has this rando. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I got that striped Brisbane out of nowhere on my last clutch of those yeah. and i'm like yeah. you can stay here and i'm like i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with you but you can stay right. here yeah. yeah yes so uh with blackheads i'm curious like you know every time you come on i asked you have you learned anything new whether it be about breeding or you know keep getting the eggs going I mean, all that kind of stuff not, is there anything the new last that- time i've been kind of doing the same thing for the last mm-hmm. over a decade you know i mean i, I do the I don't use any substrate. We that's I mean water or substrate. I don't I don't use any of that when in incubation. Right. So yeah, that's about the only thing I do different. And I actually I started doing that for all the other species as well. I didn't just no need for there's no need for moisture. There really isn't. If you have an airtight container, there's no need to add water to anything. No need. So I don't. Right. I, I, they don't. They're not going and dumping a half a cup of water in the substrate. You know, in the wild. Right. So, you know, why? And you'd be surprised, like at the end, at a at the end of forty five days, with a like, say, I've got seven or nine blackhead eggs in an air tight container. At the mm-hmm. end of forty days, I can dump a half a cup of water out of that container. The hmm. eggs produce the water. Right. They're producing all the moisture you need, <clears throat> as long as it can't escape. Yeah. You know, right? Fine. Yeah, I think. Uh... Do you, uh, you know, I was always curious uh, what size egg box you use, right? Because yeah. blackheads. It varies. It varies like, on the clutch size. It varies? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's it, big eggs, too. Yeah. So I try to find an airtight container that's just big enough to get the clutch in it. 
So sometimes that's okay. a bigger container. Sometimes it's a smaller container. So, you know, right. I never like put six eggs in the same amount of space that I would put 12 eggs. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And sometimes I'll split okay. it. Like if I don't have, sometimes I'll split clutches up. Right. I know there were some people. Go ahead. I was going to say there were some people that they were talking to me that they thought maybe that some of the issues that they were having with them is they were putting them in too small of a container. So the oxygen, uh, I guess the amount of oxygen in the egg box. and There are so many variables. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, unless I'm there and I can see what you're doing, you know, like there's there's so many variables. I know... For looking at the egg, right? like I can come in in the morning and look at that egg and go, okay, everything's cool or something needs to change or whatever. I don't, like, I don't even write anything down anymore. Like I, I, I even days, you know, like maybe the lay date I'll lay down just so I have it for people then the hatch date, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I used to be like day one, yeah. day two, <laughs> day three, you know, yeah, right. like I, 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 I've done so many things with blackheads. I mean, I've incubated from, 83 all the way to 92 and had the same amount of success. You know, I've, I've wow. done moisture. I've done not moisture. I've, done, I've had the same amount of success because I know the eggs. When I'm looking at the eggs, I, I, the, this, the right. book or the internet site doesn't mean anything to me. You know, I'm looking right. at the damn, right. like I, it's right there. <laughs> like, you know right. what I mean? Like I've, uh-huh. none of that matters. So that, for me, I've, I've always just kind of looked and the best in the world at that is Tom Keoghan. Like but he's I mean, like literally like <laughs> dude, that, that dude's probably one of the most gifted herpers. Um, he just, you know, they just you can tell, you know, I don't know how, or yeah. how else to explain it. I guess that just comes with experience um, working with a bunch of different things. I, you know, I don't know, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like that too. You know, I can look at an animal and tell you if it's healthy or not, or, you know, or like if that egg looks kind of funky compared to the rest or, you know, it's like certain things that you start to, you start to see. Yeah, it's hard to collectively. Yeah, but you you just know there's there's like a it's almost like a a sixth sense so to speak to where you like you look at it and you're like hmm, that doesn't seem right. Oh, you're lying right. weird or right. you know why are you in this spot for this you know I don't know it's, well, it's that keeping too right you'll have people that yeah. say like uh, you know oh you you have to keep uh, the snake at you know, 85 degree hotspot, 82 ambient, but like, right. you know, to your point, there's so many variables in somebody's room about what they're, you know what I mean? Do they have the yeah, air humidity level running? versus, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. you know, You're humidity can affect heat a lot. Sure. You know, yeah. like, so, you know, like <laughs> at 90, 90 at 90% humidity is different than 90 at 60%. Uh, right, that's a different oh, thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> you don't, in Florida about two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. How was that trip, by the way? I saw the pine. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah we saw uh, what five pygmy bandits or pygmy rattlers. Um, found the pine snake, which was a big tick. That's awesome. We did that's find an awesome. eastern diamondback, but it just got hit, so it was kind of a uh, bummer. That's yeah. always yeah. a bummer road cruising, but. Yeah, overall, but man, it was humid. <laughs> it was like ninety percent humidity when we were walking these levees, and yeah, it was so, yeah. oh, man, it's just such a to your point, it's such a different feel, you know? Right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's a different thing. I think that's why the animals do better down the blackheads do better down here than they do up there. Yeah, you know, in yeah. Carolina. So yeah, who knows? You know, like, 
I, I, and I also, think too, like, I think you 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 get over time, you kind of get a reptile brain. And I always feel like trust your gut because there have been a couple times where I look at an animal and I'm like, that one is off or something is weird. Right. And then I convince myself nothing like I, that I was overreacting and then something happens, whether it's, sure. you know. I was correct or it does legs and I'm yeah. like, aha. So after eventually over time, you're like something is off and you trust that you kind of go with the flow. And same thing that you're talking about with the eggs. Like I can see my eggs and be like that one, something's wrong with, or that one, or they're going to hatch right. like today. Today is going to happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. like, I usually can pinpoint, you know, once I start really seeing that humidity build up, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's only a matter of time. And then, like, something happens to the humidity, like, the day before they hatch. I can't mm-hmm. explain it. It, like, gets heavy. I, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Like, the humidity on the sides of the container get, like, maybe the beads of water get bigger. I don't know. It just looks more saturated, huh. I guess. You that know? final like, push before they come uh, out. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, I think, you know, I have noticed, like, you know, reduction in the big bloated bellies and the babies feed easier, I'm noticing, like, with no moisture. Um, okay. I don't really have much of a problem. I was just feed a couple of times, and you know they're typically on their way. So cool. Yeah. Because yeah. am I right that the, the the breeders in Australia don't have that same issue, right? No. Yeah. They. It's the same everywhere. No. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know, even um, like the Pubera Coast Western animals have been uh-huh. proven very difficult here in the United States. Uh-huh. Um, same thing in Australia. Like the guys over there are not having good luck with the Pubera Coast. Wow. Coastal animals. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of a weird thing. I've had terrible luck with them. So, in fact, I'm what about to feel? lose the line. I have the last two oh, animals shit. that I know of in existence in this country. Shit. And, oh, uh, wow. I've been trying for years to get them established. I mean, the, the, the original pairs have long since. And the original female only laid three clutches for me. They were small clutches. Um, second female laid a couple of, you know, one I raised up. She laid a couple of clutches, but most of those were dead in the egg. Um, even with the no moisture, something. Right. Yeah. And they just never, I mean, I've, I've had a few that I've been able to, you know, keep. But I have a pair now. And uh, fingers crossed, man, because they are the last two that I know of in this country. So. See. So with a speak with it with a line like that, and it comes down to it, would you go outside the line, or would you let the line just kind of? Well, I've bred fade the away? male to Dick Gergen Western stuff. Okay, know, other stuff. Is, his animals come from more inland, you know. Okay. So, and I have like mm-hmm. really tried to push back and breed females back to that male and breed females back to the male. So I'm really right. trying to like get a high percentage of the line, but. It doesn't matter if it's outcrossed, it's, it's yeah. outcrossed, it's gone, it's paint, you know, so, you know? Yeah. yeah, so, and I'm really, really, really hoping it was a pain in the ass to even track the animals down at, mm. back in the day, because Casey only had, like, like K- Casey had two different times Casey had Western animals, and those animals aren't related to each other, so the first animals he had, we all kind of know what went on with Casey, you know, we've heard the stories or whatever. Those animals were passed sure. on to a breeder that didn't really have a lot of success with them either. And they all just kind of died out. And I was lucky enough to track a couple of them down. At one point, I had 2.1. Okay. 
Um, you know, and then I had some babies, like I said, from, you know, from various times over the years, but I'm, I'm down to 1.1 right now. And, uh, wow. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. I keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, keep- they're still, man, they're, I mean, dude, they act like, let me see if I can pull this female out. I mean, this, she's one of the best looking Westerns I've seen. She's a really killer animal and she's textbook Kilbera animal but she is a raving lunatic i would say she's the one who's been up the glass half the time you've been talking yeah, so a, hey she's a psycho good both, <laughs> of, these, both of these animals fun. both of these animals i mean her and the male but look at that thing dude. god that's pretty wow that's a big, i mean and that I is like that. textbook and she's like a pretty good size i mean she's that's about the size of most of my females but um that's okay. awesome but she's kind of big for a Western, but I've been really trying to like, I was thinking maybe conditioning or something. I don't know. You know, like I, I've really been trying to feed her this last year because I, I usually try to keep them lean and that's pretty lean for a blackhead. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you didn't know any yeah. better, you'd say that was an exantic animal. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, sure. that would definitely be. <laughs> uh, and the male, the male looks exactly like her. I mean, they could be, I mean, and that's the one thing I've noticed about this line. Like, some of Dick Gergen's Western line, um, it has a little more variation, but like these first generation ones from Casey, like the no very, I mean, they all look identical to the next. It's a very specific look, um, which, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to show. Uh, well, let me get this going. That's so cool though. Like to reiterate, Eric, that I'm going to get some blackheads hey, pretty quick. Stop okay? <laughs> get some blackheads. All right. So this is a this is a Gergen female, right? And she's okay, got more yeah, kind right? of a yellow pinstripey kind of look, you know. Yeah. She doesn't have as many bands, you know. But yeah. that's a proven breeder. I mean, that's about as big as my girls get. You know, she will bite. That's a nice. That's a nice size animal. I no, mean, she's about, she about six feet. I yeah, guess, six, six and a half feet. But, you know, she's not eight or ten like a lot of guys that keep them, you know. I do not miss my Espedites, you know. It's like, you know, my... my No? No, I don't miss my Womas. I don't miss my, that second pass. Poor Womas. It bit me on the kneecap. It bit the trash can. That thing was psychotic, you know. Yeah, they, they can well, just... Some of the yeah. black cats are, are crazy like that. Yeah. You want to, you want to see a tangerine? I do. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's a silly question, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I uh hey, I like the uh, the yellow jackets too there. No, uh, no, I'll let no, I'll tell you which ones I want you to buy, okay? I haven't oh, okay. I haven't really had a lot of luck with the yellows either. Like a lot of the it's funny because I kept back a lot of the animals that, that were real, real yellow thinking they were produced yellow offspring and they really don't. <laughs> like some of the some of the girls that weren't so yellow made better yellow babies, so I'm still like the tigers trying to, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Again, you can't see her color, nope. but you know, you just her belly's completely clear. It just right. And, That's wow. so cool. There yeah. you go. I love it. I yeah, dig yeah. it. Can see it. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, she's bright orange. I mean, this this light really washes them out. The fluorescence, but I mean, she's pretty. Pretty good size yeah, animal. Yeah, nice size animal too. Yeah. yeah, but she's not fat or anything. And is it just like diet of rodent, or I know you? I think you were a proponent of mixing and matching with stuff like birds and things like that. I, you know, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not a necessity. 
they, right. they raise them fine on rodents. You know, you just got to be careful on careful on how you feed them. You know, rodents. Yeah. Like a lot of people will think, oh, well, I've seen black that are ten feet. I need to feed it extra large retired rodents that are fat loaded and guinea pigs. And I'm going to give them that like once a week, once every two weeks. Which you know, this animal is just sitting there with this thing rotting in its gut. That's not. It's not. These animals aren't designed to to process that kind of stuff. Right. You know what right. I mean? So um, it's just I think that's what leads to a lot of their shortened lifespans. You know? I would agree. Yeah. I look at yeah. I like I look at blackheads. Maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. But like a wild blackhead is not the same as like, say, an ambush predator like a carpet python or or a uh, chondro or something like that where they're going to sit hunter. and wait like they're, yeah. they're going and looking for the food all day long. Yeah. All day long in and out of birds. Right. Right. Uh, my friend Dave told um, me that uh, that he had seen, you know, he would follow a blackhead and the thing would eat a few times a day, <laughs> like just catching random frilled lizards. Wasn't that your approach for? Weren't you doing that for a while, where you were offering like instead of giving a, a rat, you would say mouse? Okay, yeah, I right. breed, but like I a small meal, right? Frequently. Yeah, like uh, every three okay. every three or four days, I'm feeding, but small okay. stuff, you know. It keeps them more active. Now, They're all the time, like out looking during the day. That night, they don't really move too much. I mean, everybody's kind of quiet right now. Um, right. But you know, during do you the day, do they, that they seasonally? Like, are you doing um, that seasonally, and then sort of cutting it off in the breeding breeding time? The adults, yeah, I cut off during the season. Yeah, yeah. just because mm-hmm. it gets cool, gotcha. you know. In, in here, I kind of cool this sure. room down a pretty good bit, and then in the grow up room. Um, I mean, I have that's that rack is on heat, so it doesn't matter. But in the girl room, I keep everything, you know, going full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, I was having that conversation with somebody about the idea of we were sort of going back and forth with, you know. Um, the idea of young pythons, they hatch hatchling to a year. Should you constantly feed them like every week, every seven to 10 days, let's say, um, right. are they getting that in the wild? Who knows? I don't think anybody really knows, you know, how often they're eating in the wild. I think these but, animals uh, are probably more successful than people give them credit for. I, know, I it's just, so. it's, it's just that what they're eating is not what you, you know what I mean? Like, like around Great here, like you'll you'll see a you'll see a three foot corn snake, four foot corn snake uh-huh. eating an olds. Right, right. I mean, the thing's barely big enough to get in the damn thing's mouth. You know what I mean? But how many of those things is a snake eating? Probably a lot. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, they're just not big items. You know, and I think that's true for we see these pictures. Everybody likes to get this clickbait. I mean, when that blackhead was eating that roadkill uh, uh, monitor. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, yeah. not realizing that somebody followed that thing and it threw it up like forty minutes later, you know what I mean? Like, but everybody automatically yeah. assumes like, this is what they're eating in the boil. No, it's not. <laughs> that's like, dude, like that's so random. You know what I mean? And yeah. like and, that's that you know, one overzealous one that just ate that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah dude. Well, like, so here's you know. the thing about the wild dude that I've learned about from herpin, right? Is that you know. You can't make a definitive statement if you're only going like if I go to Australia every October, I'm only seeing what happens in October. I don't see what yeah. happens the rest of the year, the other right, right, right. months, exactly. you know, or yeah. like, is this just a happenstance that I happen to walk up on this animal and it's doing X or eating X or, you know, whatever it would yeah. be. Um, yeah. Maybe this I mean, isn't the norm. You know, I wouldn't say that that was like a normal thing. You know? Right. And what does that yeah. animal do for the next two months? You know, is it because it ate that giant meal? Is it just going to chill or? Well, like I said, that particular instance, that animal threw that meal up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I wonder and it was if probably a, stressed I, enough because they had people blocking it from the road, right, so it yeah. eat, and the people following it. You know, like after, yeah. you know, so yeah. who knows? But I guarantee, I, just knowing blackheads, I mean, they they can keep down some pretty big meals. But you know, again, I guarantee you, there's more fat content on a large captive rodent than was on that big ass monitor. Oh God, yes. I mean, I mean, so it, that that is something that. Um, I, I try to do my white lips on bird most of the time. And then just because if I were to feed them uh, extra large rodents or something with like that, my male is just going to get too fat and he's not going to want to do anything. Right. So he gets chicken, quail, stuff like that. Um, and you can and manage this stuff. You I can. Mean, it's not, you know, it's like I said, don't feed it that large stuff. The, like everybody wants to right. pack these animals and kill it with kindness. I mean, it's literally what people did with blackheads for 30 years. Right. And Killed them with kindness. You know? The amount of food options Do you think that the, has uh, just exploded. So there's yeah. a ton of different things. Yeah. Do you think that's like from, I guess, say like Nat Geo, where it's the African rock python eating a gazelle type of thing? Well, I mean, it's, it's like just the over-sensationalized. Like I said, that's why I brought the blackhead up, because people see that and they're like, oh, well, they can eat the... Uh, uh. You know, it's like that's not that's not what these animals are eating on the average. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, I mean, things like chondro pythons, you know, they're eating geckos and, you know, and little like tiny, tiny, you know, things that are scurrying around on the floor of the the forest. And, you know, it's not like and even far as carpet pythons. I mean, you may have a. A road carpet python. The biggest carpet pythons that you're going to find are going to be around human beings. You're never right. going to go right. out in the bush and see a carpet python that's going to be a record sized carpet, you know, from being out in the bush. Like close to humans, around a restaurant where there's a lot of rodents, you know, that's where you see all of these big animals, people's homes, where they're eating like these larger food sources. Because guess what? Where there's no human beings, there's no rats. Right. And people don't realize that right. the rats are horrible at being able to survive on their own. In fact, I think that that show, like, you know, Life After Humans, like one of the very first things that would go extinct are rats because they'd be forced back out into the bush and they would right, be taken out by predators. Yeah. yeah, all they are now is just a, a, a really good food source. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, I mean, like, you know, you can argue that things get big, but again, it's at the hands of no matter how you want to look at it, it's at the hands of human beings, why these animals get as large as they do. I, I mean, I 100% think we overfeed a lot of reptiles just because it's the want to watch the reptile eat. And it's the, you know, how right. cool am, how cool is my animal? Because now it can eat a pig. It's like, well, did it yeah. need to ever get to that point? Like that right. kind of thing. Like so, some of these guys with retakes and stuff feeding goats. Oh, oh God, I mean, yeah. Like, like you no. Know. I mean, it's cool for an attraction. Like, if you have a roadside attraction or a zoo or whatever, yeah, that's cool. You want to, hey, come look at the big snake. Cool. Yeah, but then it's dead after a certain, like, you know, you feed it to death. Same thing. I'd much rather have a healthy sized animal that lives to be in its 20s, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's also the thing of, like, if you want a larger snake, get a larger snake species don't try to get right. a medium snake species trying the to size a of a large like yeah don't yeah. don't feed your carpet python to get 10 feet i've Could seen you? i've seen blackheads the size of eight 10 foot burmese jesus they should not look like no that. I mean, oh wow i've seen a few in the wild and i've got hundreds of pictures of locality animals and like none of them are bigger than a black rat snake 
a there's, big black rat, you know, yeah. or maybe a, a skinny, medium-sized indigo. That's, I mean, that's what you see on average, you know. Like, so the fact that these animals are this big around and that's not normal for this for this species. There's always that one it's, blackhead that's at a show that's like that big around and is there for like four and grand. For, and, and it's for it's sale been, because it won't breed. Exactly, it won't breed. Yeah, and it's you, know, big, like, and it's, oh, you see it every show and it's like, there it is in the same bucket. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Yep. I think of uh, you know what I think of you. You brought up the whole thing about uh, pythons living by people, right? So right. when we were at Fog Dam, we saw that. And granted, the, the you know they could be a different age, whatever. But we saw a water python, and it was maybe what four foot. Owen, would you yeah. say the one yeah, that we found foot. at Fog Dam? Right. And yep. here's the here's the picture of the one we found. At, at the Botanical Darwin Botanical Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. look at that. that I mean, Rob, yeah, that's Rob a huge is, snake. Rob is not a tall man, but that's still a very <laughs> large snake, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah you, that's what you're going to find around humans. You know? Yeah. Oh, right. 100%. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, that that's to be expected, I guess. I mean, look at what we do to ourselves. But now, yeah. is that, but is that <laughs> a healthy, true. reproducible animal? Like, yes, it can live. Yes, it can do all the things you expect the snake to do. But is it going to be reproducing? Is it going to be having healthy babies? And like, how long is it going to be reproducing? Yeah. Exactly, you know. I've gotten blackheads right. from guys, you know, oh, I can't get my female to breed. Would you try her out? And I'll get them. And, it, you know, this one I got from a guy. And she, I mean, she literally looked like a, a, a blackhead in, like, a blood python costume. You no. know what I mean? Like, I mean, she was real big. She, this thing was like 11, 12 feet long. and It looked like a berm. Wow. You know? And I'm like, well, geez, no reason. And she was alive like maybe six months after I got her. Then that was wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, here's something cool. Because I, I hear yeah. it scratching around in here. <laughs> it wants attention. You'll bite the crap out of me. Don't that is face level, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is. <laughs> you see that out here. Yeah. He's killing me already, but look at this. Oh, dude. Oh, wow. That kind of has that same look as what Lucas is. So, it's, with so it's like the tiger, but it's got like dots in the black. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going for like a rope. Like a, hey, he got me. Oh, uh, yep. Stop that. He what figured out it wasn't, that wasn't food. <laughs> Thankfully, that happened twice a day. I, that Electra grabbed me on my pinky and immediately let me go, which never happens. Um, and then he just let me go. Funny. But yeah, anyway, that's an exanthic, uh, basically a, a tiger with whatever that railroad track striping is. You know, That's like, cool. That is so cool. Yeah. So Eric, again, get, you get know, that. Do that, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that. one. That's one for the list. I want, I, I, you know, okay. tigers with special tigers. Yeah. Well, that line of exanthic. Spotted tigers. Pretty, yeah. That, that line of Xanthics is really cool because, you know, they, that's where the tigers came from originally was from that particular Xanthic line. So we have another Xanthic line, which is where, what those more hypo looking ones. Okay. Were. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. I was going to ask. That, I thought there was cool two animal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's coming as no surprise. I mean, there's multiple ball pythons, boas, you know, yeah. there's multiple Xanthic lines in Australia for blackheads, you know, so. I guess we get spoiled in carpet python. There's like one of everything. We've found a whole line of jaguar. I just <laughs> only know one. Yeah, but again, that comes from a very, very, very small gene pool. Again, yeah. like yeah. there's more blackheads here than carpets. I can guarantee you. You know, like yeah, 
I mean, there has been stuff that was, you know, captive that came into circulation, you know, but all of this stuff, I mean, they're, you know, you're looking at a much smaller gene pool. So, yeah. you know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> um, what's your, what's your feelings on the albino blackhead? Do you like it? Um, not like it? No feelings really. Um, it's a shame that it's, you know, a, a dead end gene that sucks, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, again, I'm not much of the more like the tigers and the Xanthics. Uh, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have them really. If I, if, I, I definitely wouldn't have gone out and spent money for them, you know? Okay. But just to have right. them, I'm not that, I'm not that type of, you know, I, I hatched them great. They came out naturally in my collection. Awesome. Uh, thankful, you know, um, but it wouldn't have been right. something like, so the albino and especially after Kyogen had the love that he had and he started figuring out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to another friend of mine in Australia who's literally hatched dozens and they just crawl out and die. Um, and you know, it's unfortunate, but some of them have lived wonder, like, you know, to three years or so, but then they just mysteriously they peter out to, to just peter out. Yeah. That sucks. I wonder what that is because you see, is there other albino reptiles that don't, it seems like albino seems to be the most, you know, the like most solid of it. Yeah, most solid. You know I, mean? I don't know. You know, obviously there's something that goes along with it. Like for example, you know, the tigers, right? Mm-hmm. So if I breed tiger to tiger, I get all tigers, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. If I breed two tigers that are also het for xanthic, I get all tigers, but then I also get two or three solid black dead babies. Oh, really? Whoa. But only when the azanthic gene is present. Interesting. That is okay. Yeah. So wait. Owen's head just. (laughs) So it's just like wait. So is the same thing? It's twenty four hours. They crawl out. Twenty four hours. They're dead. You can tell they're going to die. Though they're weak. There's something's wrong with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would the tiger be the like? Would these black ones be this super? F- no, wait, son of a bitch! All right, so wait, it's so these all black ones are the super form of the tiger Xanax, or that's what just what they would be. But we it have no, Xanax. Makes tigers. no sense. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do these punted squares in my head and it's not working. Yeah, I don't know. Something yeah. about the Xanthic gene being involved is exasperating. Something somewhere, and that's just it's sending the melanin up. Um, wow, weird, that is weird, huh? I mean, you guys have probably seen those pictures, I've posted pictures of them before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if I'd really want an all black blackhead anyway. Doesn't that kind of you know, kind of I think, I think, purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want pattern, like you yeah, know, yeah, that's kind of what I love pattern, I yeah. love pattern. That was my feeling with the albino. Like, yeah, cool. But the thing I like about a blackhead is the blackhead. Black now it's a whitehead. It's right and in like, there in the I name. don't know. It just doesn't have the same. <laughs> he, he uh, took it away. I don't know what to do with this. It doesn't have the same contrast to me. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily a huge albino fan to begin with on anything. But I think, but like, I think you need the pattern. I don't know if you're going to be able to see Ooh. this. That's a well, how about a, but, but how about a yellow-headed python? You can literally see the yellow, like just on the blackhead, you can literally see it on this woma, like where yeah. it stops. Yeah. The yeah. whole deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Trying to get her up. Wow, that's, that's a pretty, pretty woma. That's a pretty woma. 
Yeah, yeah, that's one of the best looking ones in the country, as far as I'm concerned. She's Dear nice. God, yes. And like I said, this light is horrible for like you can't see how yellow she is. But she's I mean, super- she looks this good under crappy light. Just can, like, yeah, yeah, orange. Jesus. Yeah, and then this mail I got from Joseph Carlton. He came from a. Uh, um, Ooh. John's Jungle line, which were Barry Miller animals. Yeah, you can tell. I, I love that. Yeah, you can uh, you can see Barry Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. That's, that's the one I, got what I was from talking Keith about from Miller stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Keith and he does. Had, yeah, and he had like uh, high yellow, and he had um, the ones that I have. It's like high yellow, not no high orange, and then high mm-hmm. yellow. Yeah. yeah, he called it. He called it a name. I can't remember what the name is, but it was a high yellow animal. So that one that he produced that he sent to me, which I could breed, next, I could breed her next this year. But you won't because you you know what you do I is won't. you wait you wait for them to get breeding size and then you know you let them kind of kind of chill for four years before I physically shake you to make hey, you breed. No, there's no hurry, you know. It's like yeah, no man. Hurry. I'm not like no, no Matt, They're not going anywhere. Matt and I had a whole conversation about how we're just going to hurt you if you don't breed diamonds in some point soon. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have kept the ones that I had. Yeah. I had yeah. some diamonds that were nice. Yeah, super that were really nice. I sold them like a dummy. Everybody does. Everybody's got one of those stories. I, love- I feel you don't have you're not in the herp you're not in herping long enough if you don't have a I should have should have kept that shit. Yeah. Uh, dude, I went through I, I mean it. I went through a point where I had, you know, four hundred animals. Like I looked at my wife one day and I was like, Hey, I'd like to get into some rainbow boas and within two weeks I had like twenty eight of them. <laughs> exactly the same thing i found that really really nice dumerals for sale in the local classifieds down here like a hypo dumerals i got it for a Ooh, I remember deal. that i posted yeah. a thing online and immediately got like twenty five hundred three thousand dollar offers for for a dumerals boa you know right. and i was like oh before of- i knew it i had 15 of them yeah, there yeah, were a lot of like, rolls at the last couple shows, and I'm like, I like rolls, but I, I can't. I I have too many projects as is, and I can't start dipping my toe into the boa region because it. I'm gonna get lost and swept up in there and get all these weird things. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think diamonds are slowly becoming one of my favorite carpets. I don't know if it's because oh, yeah. I see them all the time, but like it helps. Beautiful. Yeah. They're they're different than Pretty other snakes. carpets. The oh, behaviors yeah. are different, you know, just as far as their basking and all that kind of stuff and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they're super chill. Very cool carpets. They are. Yeah. And what's funny to me is like the success that Crutchfield has had with them here in South Florida, keeping them outside. That's fan. I love that. You know what I mean? That is like, my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just set them up and just leave them the hell alone. That's and awesome. It get, <laughs> I mean, it does get cool at night. I mean, obviously, it gets cool enough. You know. So. Well, yeah. But that's. But they can handle Shit, that. Man, I, these 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 diamonds will like be hunting for food at like fifty degrees. Man. Yeah, 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 I know. You know forty degrees. Yeah. yeah it, mm, but we see that with a lot of reptiles. You know, like a lot of guys will stop cruising this time of year doing night cruising because it gets cool down here and starts getting you know in the sixties and fifties. Yep, yep. You know, and stuff doesn't really move, but that doesn't mean that you'll strike out. You know, like I, lately yeah. I've been really, really kind of. My wife and I we go out and we cruise and just take pictures and whatnot and she likes to take locality stuff and read it and let the babies go so we've been kind of okay. doing that for the last several years with 
corns and different localities and stuff and bringing cool. up catching a, a baby if it's in the road it's fair game you know mm-hmm. what i mean because it's gonna get yeah. hit anyway sure. yeah. So, yeah i it, it right. could would have been roadkill yeah right you do you got to see this course okay so i many many years ago a friend of mine gave me a pair of uh Devil's Garden Corns, which is like the Florida Okatee, so to speak. You know. Okay. Um, okay. So he gave me this, and they were old. Like the male was a holdback, but the female was like his mother, and she was, gosh, she had to be twenty something. So he gave mm-hmm. me the pair. Hallie wanted them, so we bred them a couple years, and we kept back a nice, you know, a couple of nice animals, whatever. Released them later, you know, grew them up, check them out. Oh wow, beautiful. Well, my female died kind of unexpectedly. I mean, I knew she was old, but mm-hmm. so. We were out cruising one night uh, out in Devil's Garden with some friends, and uh, we see a dude, little, 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 little guy right on the yellow line. And stopped, pull over, and this corn said, I knew immediately when I looked at it, I was like, that is going to be nice. So my friend was like, dude, you need to take you need to take that home. And that looks uh-huh. like a female. You need to take that animal home because you need one anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I brought this thing home and raised it up. Um, and again, you're probably not going to be able to see this. But this is the best looking natural corn I think I have ever seen. I mean, this thing. Oh, that is red. Oh, it wow. Is, you have no idea. Wow. Like, that's nowhere. Like, looking at it right here, that's nowhere, like, close to what it actually looks like in person. That is so wow. cool. It is this the is reddest what corn animal. are supposed to look like. It, just... it, is, it is the <laughs> reddest animal I have ever seen. I mean, I wish I, I really wow. wished that it. Yeah, it looks more like those bowls in person back there. I yeah. Mean, yeah. But wow. super nice animal. And uh I just it's, she's just old enough this year. I'm gonna put her with the male I have at home. Looks like one of my Dominican nice. boas. <laughs> like yeah. the color. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm like, I'm like, why is he throwing a freaking mountain boa at the screen? Oh shit, it's a corn snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then something else I got. Well, that's pretty, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um uh, Get him without being mustard. That never happens with certain species. Okay. Mm, interesting. Mm. Must be snake. <laughs> you can smell the shweeze from here. That's right. <laughs> it's like up your a, alley. <laughs> hey, hey. Shweezy snakes. Shweezy snakes. Please don't musk. Please don't musk. Oh, wow. Oh, he's, he's twitchy. <laughs> yeah. Eastern chains. Yeah. Nice. Hey. Oh, that's cool. He's a nice one too. It's a lot of yeah. black. Yeah. All right. Here you go. All right. That's enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he must. Of course he did. Hey, it's I'll it's, yeah. it's alright. I I, I I probed all my Chinese king rats this past weekend. So oh, great. Yeah, I took two days for my That's fun. Oh she's nice oh, too. Wow. Yeah. She's super chill. That's cool. Yeah. So these are going to get released like on a friend room. of mine's property um, in Georgia. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I like that awesome. idea. These originate from South Georgia. But yeah, it took me it took me several days to get the shweez off my hands. I'll wash my hands. Yeah, yeah. exactly. See? Yeah. Uh-huh. Isopropyl works well. Oh, good. I'll keep that in <laughs> yeah, mind. Right. We also yeah. had to sex all the false water cobra. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, screwed oh, wow. I was on that clutch, dude. That's a cool species. Oh, there! I love them, but I got um, I got a clutch of twelve, and I have two females. Everything oh. else is a male. <laughs> like, yeah, really? That yep. That happens with my tiger blackheads. Like mo- I've hatched. I mean, I've got a small army of them. Um, 
but there, I think I've, I've had maybe three or four females out of like a dozen males, you know, this was my first year with them. So I was just happy to get them. And now it's like later on, we'll be like, let's expand and, and, you know, do whatever. But I, I was just happy to have them. And then the Chinese King rats and everything else. I was just kind of enjoying the little call your bridge jaunt that right. I went on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's cool. I mean, we, yeah. we just like, we like just producing them and letting them go. That is, I love that's that idea. That's kind of our theme. Yeah. That's, that's a fantastic idea, especially with like, you know, this, this animal could have, would have, should have been roadkill. And now it's like you're taking it yeah. and it will contribute to the wild population, which I love. Yep. Yep. So. Exactly. And it's a beautiful animal. Who, who oh, knew? yeah. Gorgeous. Who yeah. knew? Yeah, yeah, that was one that I was, uh, you know, well, the corn snake, I was hoping that I did see when we were down in Florida. That was on my list. And it's sort of oh, like. Oh, we uh, will go when next time you, if you're able to make it down like here, we'll, we'll go. I'll take you to some areas where like, I mean, because like oh, Holly okay. and I, there's some places where we go where we'll see 30, 40 snakes in a night. Jesus. Oh, I mean, shit. It's, okay. it's nuts. <laughs> like you'll stop for one snake and there'll be three or four others in the road, like on the way to that snake. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's it's absolutely right. nuts. Some of the That's awesome. Together. So if you ever get a chance to come down yeah. this way, we'll we'll go see some of that. Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, always. Definitely. I mean, it's herpes. common stuff, <laughs> you know. It's it's corns and rats and you know water snakes. Yeah, people and say it's like. You know, the, the, like the term of uh, that we it was getting floated around on our last trip, like this whole term of bycatch, and I'm like, man, I don't, I, I just look I at it care. as I'm seeing right. a snake, you know. I don't yeah. care if it's a, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I I, I was putting my garbage cans away and I saw a garter snake and you, you know, I took like 10 whole minutes to enjoy the hell that there was this garter snake just sunning itself. I don't, I don't care. It's a, it's a snake in the wild. I'm so happy. Like, exactly. Well, the one, yeah, the garter snake we found when we were walking the levees, right. And, um, yeah. Uh, we, we turn around and we're coming back and I almost step on this snake and here it's this garter snake, dude. It was so blue. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like if and nobody would care about this, but if it's a chondro and it's blue, it's like, Oh my God, it's a chondro. Oh no, you, you're, you're, you're wrong know? about there's that. A there's, blue a, snake. <laughs> there's a whole garter oh, really? snake enthusiast, you know, uh, okay. like the yeah, ones yeah, down I'm here <laughs> where you were at. And then also down where I'm talking about, like they're exceptionally blue, like, Stupid, yes, Holy and I, I know people that are out there looking for them all the time to try to establish them in captivity. You know, Dude, so oh, okay, there, right. there's there's a niche yeah. for everybody. There's man. a niche for yeah. everything, man, and like you know what's cool out there too, like Devil's Garden areas where all the corn morphs came from. So they all, well, most all of the originators, so like the albino and the, um, yeah, exactly, the albinos and the um, anatheristics, you know, anneries. Is a lot of the base stuff. They yeah. all come out of there, out of that Devil's Garden area, and uh, like you can drive out there, and the amount of types of corn snakes that you will see from one side of that property to the other is amazing. Like on the east end of the property, they look real high orange and red like that. But if you go to like the west end of the property, you start getting more xanthic ones, like That's where they're cool. just in the road. Oh, okay. You know, like whoa, shit, you know. Um, I have a friend that goes out there specifically for his antics and he knows like GPS data down to like, you know, the curve in the road under the right bush down the, you know, looking <laughs> down right. inside the fence post, you know, like you, you go there, there's going to be two in that post. Like he's, 
he's insane about it, you know. And uh, so there's some cool that. stuff down here, you know. I love this. that. I mean, that 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 that's. <laughs> hey, I took off for um, Daytona next year in, in 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 August, so you know, I'll just add some more time. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. The time to get down here. The, the the real good months to get down here is March, April, March, okay. April, and May. Like those, oh, okay. that's the months like where the corns are really on it. Like you can find eight or ten corns a night. I, I can convince my wife we have to go to Florida. She can visit her mother, and I'll just go oh, yeah. with you guys to you know wherever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> paradise down here. Oh, of People course, realize you know it's really nice down here. Oh, uh, that is a great. This is another picture. one. Yeah, that was another so one. I was just green. like, wow, this is such a. No, this was a rough green, but it's a rough man, green. It was I'm so sorry. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, remember I was telling you how the the scales like sandpaper kind of like yeah it's, yeah. I just caught one of those back cool. home, like right at the beginning of spring. Actually, um, we don't oh, see yeah. them often. You really don't see them all that. Yeah, I used to see them all the time as a kid. We see them a lot, but it's very rare nowadays to see them. Mm. That's so cool. It's weird. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm hoping right. the breeding season turns. You know, I'm hoping we do something good. I don't really have a lot of music stuff planned. Mm. Um, you know, Anthrax is writing a record. I know that Charlie said he was like, "Man, please kind of stand by because if Pantera does any more stuff this year, you know, mm. any conflict of interest." So, you know, but I'm not really, not really planning on that so much. So I'm kind of re- really going to focus on on this this year. See, okay. see what happens. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Never know. We will be I watching mean, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we're heading into October. Is like is now the time for. Heading into October, almost out of October. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, is now your time to really kind of do stuff. I don't want to. I, I usually, to... Um, I usually <laughs> pair on Thanksgiving. Okay. I stop. I stop feeding Halloween. Give them a month to clean out, you know. And I usually start pairing right, right on Thanksgiving. I start putting stuff together. Okay. Although this year, I don't know. I've noticed a lot of keepers said the exact same thing. To be honest, but a lot of my girls. Like some of them looked like they were going to go last year, and they were developing follicles and got real big. And I was like, "Oh man, these girls are going to go." They never did anything. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is they're still massive. I don't know why. Yeah. And Joseph Carlton said the same thing, and my buddy Aaron said the same thing to me with his blackheads. That like they are just mm-hmm. really massive right now, like just loaded with follicles. Like some of my bigger girls. In fact, they're all all of those particular ones. They're every one of them are in their hide boxes, and they they just kind of chill in there and don't really do much, you know. Okay. Um, so that girl, Goldie Hawn, Doro, uh, Pandora, like yeah, all of the like that whole bank over there is all Xanthic stuff. Okay. Uh, this is tangerine stuff for the most part. And um, then there's some tiger, there's two tiger females, tangerines. Then uh, all of this bank is Western stuff. So we kind of have it just wow. kind of divided out like that. So, <laughs> yeah, the big stack right here is just all Western stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, all it's all Western <laughs> stuff. Between the Dick Gergen line and, and Casey's original stuff. I wonder, yeah. here's a thought. I, I've sort of like been trying to flush this out. Think El Nino years have uh, uh, an effect on, you know, it's like sometimes, remember Owen, when we used to see West yep. Coast would have a great year and East West Coast, Coast would have a good year, year and then vice versa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that Just, like people underestimate these animals' ability to sense what's going on outside that box. Yeah. Right, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, yeah, 100%. I think somehow or another they, 
you know, they could, the barometric pressure, whatever they can, they, I mean, look, these animals have been around for millions of years. Like we've been mm-hmm, out of right. the jungle, at least in theory, as far as like what we've discovered to this point, I personally think we've right. been on this planet for millions and millions and millions of years personally. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that they're, they're discovering, like, you know, some of these archeological discoveries, oh, yeah. finding, you know, it's kind of pointing that direction that we wiped ourselves out a few different times, gotten to this point and wiped ourselves out. Did it again. To start over. Yeah. So, but, you know, I look at these animals and think to myself, man, these dudes have been doing this stuff exactly the same way for millions of years. And, you know, the fact that they, you know, that they can continue to do like in this type of environment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just it goes to show you like resilience of life it, just in yeah. general, not just of the snakes, but just life in general, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and people, people always say, it's like, you know, you can never exterminate the entire human population. And the hell you there, can't. There, there would be, well, and there would be remnants of populations. Like, okay, so go back to 2004 when that earthquake happened in, in uh, the, the Pacific, South Pacific. Right. And, you know, all of those islands basically got washed clean. And there's indigenous mm-hmm. people on those islands that have never really seen Westerners before. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Red Cross went out there and they were dropping off food to these people to make sure, trying not to interfere too much, but they painted themselves red and were throwing spears and shooting bows and arrows and <laughs> helicopters and shit, you know. And then they come back right. six months later to check on these people and they had built statues of the people, gods, bringing them food. You know what I mean? So, like, if you think about it, like, if, if the Western world was to wipe itself out in World War Three, and... Western world disappears. Who do you think is going to repopulate the earth? Mm. Those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worshiping exactly. The people from yeah. the sky that brought them food and saved yeah. their culture. You know what I mean? So like uh, that, I think that has probably been a cycle on this rock for way longer than we, than we have discovered, you know? <laughs> yeah. What was that? that was play- the only uh, thing that explains it? this. <laughs> sure. Either that or we're just straight up in assimilation. <laughs> I mean, well, straight up plug into a there, computer. Too, yeah. yeah. Hey, sometimes there's a um, lot of physicists that on their deathbed, you know, as as basically said, when we're in a simulation, there's, you know, what the chances are that we're not. Hmm. Have you heard this at all? Have you, no. have you kept up with it no. the last few years? No. It's a uh-uh. one in ten billion chance we're not. Holy Never shit! Zero. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah, but that's mathematically. Yeah, that's this, there's no. a one wow. in ten billion chance we're not in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Well, getting some I want a reptarium stimulation. Why can't yeah, we? Yeah, what the hell? Why can't I get that? It's <laughs> cool, right? Uh, yeah, keep your brain busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, <clears throat> I I think that like um I I think too to your point with the animals being in tune with stuff. I think that like uh, human beings have dulled their senses. Like if, if you were to take like the average person just, just with electricity into nature, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, electricity they're not going to be like able completely to killed probably 50 to 60% of our natural innate sense of, of the natural world. Mm-hmm. You know, how so just, well, I mean, you're no longer think about the things that electricity solves. You know, you, you oh, use okay. up 24 hours a saying. day. You don't have to run from predators. Right. I got gotcha. you. can light the place up. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. like, sure. electricity changed a lot. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, just, Take, you know. Taking us outside the food chain, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Took us out of the food chain, for sure. Yeah, it's like our our our, 
our, our minds have evolved, but the body has not. So we have these instincts to where like, you know, just, just even how we eat or whatever, you know, our body is like, we're, you know, is designed to be hunting and gathering the food. But now it's just like, I push a button and the food just comes to me. I was watching this comedian the other day and she, she was saying something about, uh, you know, back in the day, people had to, uh, you know, fight for fight a saber tooth tiger and provide <laughs> nowadays people are afraid of toast. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we wonder why we're having such a hard time with yeah. the species. The species. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silly monkeys. Oh, right. Uh, God. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh oh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're at the two-hour mark about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm, uh, there we go. I've never talked so, out, uh, I don't really have anything else to offer as far as, um, <laughs> you know, there are a couple of things that I'm working on that I haven't really shared with anybody, you know, so I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed on some of this stuff. And Hopefully, man. Yeah, you okay, know, look, great. it's tough. You're dealing yeah, with live yeah. animals, and, you know, like I've seen, I've, I've I've had tears of joy and tears of tears I, over some I, of this stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have constantly said and that, that snake, breeding, yes. <laughs> snake breeding is nothing but wonderful highs and then gut wrenching lows. And if you can get more highs than lows out of a season, you've successfully yeah. did that season. Yeah. So, yeah. But look, that's why I don't shoot too high nowadays, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, I put some stuff together, animals that, like I said, I can kind of look at them and tell which, like I can tell which ones are wanting to do whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so I'll put something, hopefully they'll show signs and I can get stuff together and, you know, fingers crossed, you know, but I, I try not to get too, too excited about stuff these days, you know, I'm, uh, I'm ignoring my animals yes. this year. I'm not, we're not like there, there is maybe like two pairs of pythons and everybody else is getting the year off because I there are so many babies here, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to out outstretch my coverage. And right. you know, well, so. you know, and here's the thing, especially if you don't have any kind of like, you know, like to keep putting the same pair of animals together, you know, like that's, that's something I've kind of stop stop doing. I mean, and I, I very rarely go outside of the lines that I'm shooting yeah. for unless this is an exceptional animal somewhere. And I haven't bought an I haven't I haven't bought a blackhead in probably fifteen years. You know? So I mean, I, I'm working with what I'm working with. You know? Right, and right, right. If I can keep the stuff around and, and do well with it, then great. You know, but that's oh, at the end of the day, it's all for me. You know? Right. I'm my best customer. Yeah. I'm, and then yeah. everybody else can fight over what I don't want. Like, and right. that's how that goes. Yes. Yeah. 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 But if you're not shooting for like that, I'm not going to just continue to produce the same pairs all the yeah. time and not try to improve on what's going on. And that's why I'm all the time like new males. Like, for example, I got a new female uh, tangerine I want to try this year. She's a little bit different looking than some of the other ones that I have. She's got like this really, again, you probably won't be able to tell mm. the lighting, but she's got this, she looks different than the other ones. Um, and she came out of a different pairing. Hey, she's a lunatic too. (laughs) Noticing a theme here. Yeah, she's very. Oh, cool. I can't. I don't know. I can't. Can't even describe it. Really, she's. 
just just different. Very cool. Orangey, kind of peachy, more peach. Yeah, I like than, it. Than yeah, like, I don't know. So, it's wild when you when you have them farther away. Right. They look better. They sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when you bring them up, it's like, then, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It wow. gets closer to that diffused light over there. And it's like yeah. a fluorescent light. So it's like, it just washes everything out. It's the only light I have in here, which kind of sucks. I have an even a more annoying, like, fluorescent up top. But, oh. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's like, I can kind of see differences in all this stuff, you know. And it's yeah. like, I know immediately when it hatches, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's something, that's something different. Something different. You know? Right. Right. Well, you know, keep it back and put it into the rotation somewhere. And it usually that, I've noticed with blackheads, like, progress happens really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so like if you if you if you hatch an animal and say, "Oh wow, that's got these traits. I want to shoot for those traits." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It almost mm-hmm. immediately shows up. I mean, which is you know good. that train track marking and that exanthic up there. I kind of was. I saw some other animals that were showing signs of it. You know, mm-hmm. bam. You know, like there it is. So that's something I've noticed with the blackheads. Like the 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 potent the potency of what what you're looking for seems to be like really high. Um, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. You that's know, like cool. we were saying about jungle carpets, because it took a right. long time for jungle yeah. carpets to really get consistent. You know, I don't see that with the blackheads so much. Like it, they're they're pretty consistent. Like whatever the adults look like, pretty much you can be sure that's what the babies are going to turn out like. And it's not like that for a lot of other species. You know. Right. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing. You kind of know what you're getting when you look at the adults, at least, you know. Like, if I was to show somebody a picture, like, I've got a pair of tangerines left over from this year that I'm on the ah, I'm on the fence about, should I keep them? Or should, they're nice enough to keep. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I'm kind of on the fence about it. But, um, you know, it's like one of those things. It's like, you can't keep everything. Yeah. Like got to limit it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to keep them. I, I definitely yeah. want to have space for them, and I want to. So we'll see. I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of like that. I'll pick animals to keep back, you know, and be like, oh, wow, these are really nice. And I'll kind of hoard a few. And then they're like, ah, I can't keep all of this. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been kind of falling go. into that where I'm yeah, like, I, yeah, I yeah. try to keep a pair out of every clutch. And now I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, you know, I don't have room for all these kids. So I'm going to have to start selling some holdbacks right, right. or you know, figuring out what projects I really want to work with and which ones I just kind of have because it's a carpet project. Right. So, right. yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say about these, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll put them in rotation. It's like, I, I want to keep them and they're here, you know, but it's like, again, it's like, mm-hmm. what am I breeding for? What am I trying to go for? You know, so, and but right. you can be pretty sure that like those animals, what I was going to say about that is these animals that I kept back, mm-hmm. I'll show you the adults and I, you know, 99.9% chance they're going to look exactly like that, you know, like, that's one thing that I, I really like about the black ads, at least as far as what I've been able to breed for. I've, got, I've gotten to that kind of consistency, I think, you know, where um, I've been doing yeah. it long enough and really like have eyeballed pairings enough to really kind of, yeah, those are going to, those are going to be special, you know, so. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I guess you get the eye for it, over, like you were saying, I want to like just over oh, you the do. years. Yeah. You know. 
Hatch right. enough babies, you know what you're looking at. You know, yeah. you, you pick your whole bex out of the right when they hatch. You're like, this one's weird looking. Like, ah, I want you. Like, it's yeah, yeah, it used, so. yeah. It used to be that way with uh, with carpets, right? It would like yeah. I could never figure out like how do you know which ones to hold back or how do you know right. how it's going to develop or whatever. But for right. you know, for the first couple of years, I just hoarded everything and just watched it grew and sort of like started to like, oh, okay, that turned into that and that mm-hmm. look is that. Oh, look, that's right. brighter yellow. Like you know that kind of thing to where you start to see little traits in them when they pop out that to you the know, average eye again like what we were saying we live for that that's the yeah. part of it yeah know? yeah <laughs> that's that's my bread like, look butter. at all of the different types of new guineas like if you go back and look at that original pair that i had that i got from the barkers um uh-huh. you know one of those animals was tri-striped it looked like mm-hmm. a tiger right like a tiger right. coastal the other one was like this slate gray blue almost inlandish type of looking animal, you know, it's right. And then from where they've ended up from, you know, some of the striped ones to some of the more banded ones, the yellow ones, the xanthic looking ones, the, you know, the hypo looking ones, caramel mm-hmm. type ones that like, there's like every type of look that exists in carpet pythons, just in that one line of animals. That's yes. So cool. Outside of like granites or, you know, mm-hmm. like some type of mutation yeah. that really messes with the pattern. But sure. Generally speaking, I mean, you know, you've got all types of things that are that are that you can breed for that are in those genes, you know. Right. Like, well. I'm going I'm going way back, but I remember I was like I can't, again, it was I was probably the first time you were on um Reptile Radio and then you were you know, the Bush League Breeders Forum. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh they had uh they had something where they were posting carpets and then you came in and you're just like, look at the variability in these Nova New Guinea carpets. And it's just like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what the hell is it? <laughs> where did I'm these like, come from? It's right. Oh my God. There was so crazy. The different from like one spectrum to the other. It was just, it was nuts. all came from the same two animals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And like, yeah. Yeah. I don't so think a lot much, of people uh, put that type of work into it. Everybody starts looking for like unrelated and this and, I want to get this animal from this person and this animal from that person. It's like, I see it all the time with like the black hats, like some, like some of the younger people that are trying to get into it. They, they think they want to buy like, you know, like this animal or they get that animal to put with it or whatever. And I'm like, man, you're kind of just at that mm-hmm. point, you're kind of working backwards, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, to yeah. buy a tangerine to put Swiss blood into it, you're kind of working backwards. You know what I mean? Just right. get two Swiss or just get two tangerines, you know, right. and like, why, so, limit, why Why? make it more difficult for yourself? Right, yeah. right. I mean, I understand the idea of like, oh, we want unrelated, but. But I understand that, but also you need to know what you're talking about because people are like, I want unrelated olive pythons. So I'm like, well, and or I had somebody ask me, they're like, I'll yeah. get a rough scale python from you and I'll get a rough scale python from someone else and they'll be unrelated. I'm like, no, they won't. Yeah, like, exactly. it's like, yeah. no. So, right. That's how that people works. Don't, yeah, people don't understand that either, you know. Right. And as many and as many blackheads that were brought into the country, right? You know, a lot of that was all the same blood, like right. you know. So the Melbourne Zoo exported the same bloodline to the United States like three, four different times throughout the seventies, eighties, and nineties. You know, so like, you know, yeah, you're getting animals coming in, but it's the same stuff. Like they they still have the same animals there that they did forty years ago. I mean, right? You know, like. None of this stuff really changes too much, you know? Right. It may have a different name, but it is still related. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Like there's pretty much it's like if you like, go on Morph Market right now and you look at every blackhead that's available on there, mm, most every one uh-huh. of them are all related to each other. Whether they're labeled as westerns or Swiss or whatever, most every one of them on there are have some type of relationship to each other in some way, shape, or somewhere. Way. Yeah, somewhere. Right. right. There's very few, you know, lines and stuff like that that don't. You know, and especially being it's kinda, that the, like the Swiss stuff is like probably the most common. Mm-hmm. Out there, because uh-huh. those were the animals that were really being bred a lot in the early 2000s with Jim Sargent, Matt Turner, and some of the other guys, you know, that, that had some of that stuff. Um, sure. You know, there was a lot of them produced, and there's just a lot of them in the market, you know. And right. I, I've always kind of steered away. I've had Swiss animals in the past. Uh, I had a Swiss male that was a color changer that died here when he was about 23 years old, I think. Something like that. Oh, but wow. he never bred for me uh, but once. And honestly, the babies just... Blackluster. That particular one, yeah. But well, I was bre- I was outsourcing it to a Brad Bowserman female, which Brad mm-hmm. goes back to some of the first blackheads bred in the country. Man, he, you know, he was one of the first with Joel Rosen and Ernie Wagner, a couple of other guys that, you know, had had some had some animals. And uh, so it was an unrelated animal, and his animal was like a really dark, big, you know, huge monster. northern ter- mm-hmm. northern territory looking type of animal, not very defined or whatever, but. Um, yeah, so I never really worked with them so much cause just because there's so many of there's so many of them out there. So I figured mm-hmm. let let other guys worry about those. I'll work right. with what I'm working with here, you know. And then it, you know it just it it kind of creates like a, a, a defining line where somebody's collection lies. You know, like you can get that from him and you can get this from him and get those yeah, things right. from him. And you know, so it keeps it a little more because I wouldn't want to go out and just get Swiss animals to compete with the other dozen breeders that now have Swiss animals. You know? Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. You know? What's the point of that? Right. I just right. Yeah. Right. Now we're just compounding Swiss animals, right? <laughs> and you know, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, like I said, you can do a lot. There's a lot there genetically with mm-hmm. those animals. I mean, you know, the color changers, obviously, and you got Western blood mixed in there. You have, you know, some hypoish type of blood in there as well. You know, from the early zoo animals. There's some cool stuff in that line, and there's a lot to be capitalized on. And like Jim Sargent's really the only guy that's like really focused on that line and, and but he's kind of only focusing for one thing he's trying to make more and more red orange banded animals you know so he's kind okay. of breeding for that you know and only that he's not really going trying to separate it all out as much as some mm-hmm. other guys you know um, right like one of the original my original exanthic line is the northern territory line and um you know, the first year I, I produced those animals, I got three tigers, which was unexpected. Right. And then I, there were seven other animals. Two of them were very orange. And that was like two of the animals that there were two males. Those were the ones that founded my tangerine line. Right. Okay. And then the other uh-huh. five animals were like completely normal, just grew up to kind of be unicolored looking average. I call them like rainforest phase. Because they have, they have okay. that look of like dappled sunlight, you know they're not really okay. defined, but they're kind of colorful, and you know there's oranges and yellows and blacks and browns and you know not very mm-hmm. they right. kind of look like dappled sunlight on the forest floor. They would blend, gotcha. right in, you know. But two of those animals, like I said, they were really high contrasted and really nice red banded animals, and where they came from, you know. I got a couple more out of those pairings, and that that had ended up being what I. You know some of the founders for the tangerine stuff, like I said. Um, oh, that's cool. You just kind of have to know what you're looking like, what you want to breed for, what you're trying to go for, and have like a very set directive. 
Now, like as yeah. we said earlier, I think a lot of people just they get some bikeheads, they just throw them together, and like, oh, I've got bikeheads, and they go to shows and they sell them. And, you know, that's cool, right? It's perfectly fine. But it's yeah, more fun I think, to build the project. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, and again, it's just I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. You know? True. True. I say yes. You know, it's, it's like the whole like original musician versus cover musician argument. Right. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. there's there are some musicians that all they can do is play other people's stuff and imitate other people. Right. And then there's other musicians that like break the standards and break the rules and offer something different that nobody's seen before. You know, so yeah, there's room for, for yeah. both of those. There is. There is. Both of those markets. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I um. Yeah, it's funny you say that because like I used to get so much shit and it was so hard when, when I was doing this as a young musician, I'd be cu- doing covers. But when the guitar solo would come up, I would like hit on like little key points of it, but I never tried to be something that I'm not, right? Never tried to like, replicate it. I'm right, gonna yeah. Play mm-hmm. this, yeah, I'm going to play this my way. This is my interpretation of it. Play it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, like little things that, you know, and every I think every player has this ability to have their own individual um, stamp on things, but it's very. Sure. I don't know. I always found it like not what I wanted to do because you know I was imitating my hero. I don't want to. I don't know. I want to sound like my hero because that's what I like. And right, you get it. I, I don't know. I, I really struggled yeah. with that, and I, you know, it's just kind of the same well, thing. Well, it's with, hard to with, find yourself as reptiles. a musician. And it's hard mm-hmm. to find, yeah. like, even with the reptiles, it's hard to, like, make a yeah. dedication to a species, man. Like, you see people all the time, like, and I'm guilty of it, too. Like, like we said about the rainbow boas, I end up with 30 rainbow boas out of nowhere. You get 15 rainbow <laughs> boas from out of nowhere, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, really. you know, I, we, for one, get, have found my species and stuck to it my entire career. I mean, no, I, no. <laughs> very few of us do that, you know? You're right. I mean, yeah, I've been one of those guys that, like, for the last twenty years, a bulk of my stuff is like right here in this room. I have that pair of walnuts, and I have a pair of corns, and a pair of kings. But everything else in here is aspidites. I have no carpets, no nothing, anything right. else. You know, and mm-hmm. it's been right. that way for fifteen years for the most part. You know, um, but the, again, I'm this. I'm that way as a musician. I don't. I, I don't really find joy in playing other people's music at all. You know, like I have no mm-hmm. interest sure. in that. I've never yeah. wanted, like I've. I had my own original band when I was 13 years old. I mean, like literally right. writing music from the time I knew what writing music was, you know, like I never had an interest in like wanting to play. I don't even know covers, you know, which is funny that I ended up doing this anthrax gig, you know, because when Charlie asked me to do it, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I know right. all of these songs. Like, I think I do, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I can do it. And he gave me like a year's heads up, you know, he, he asked me way before the whole Pantera thing was ever even set in stone, even right. like, Hey, would you cover for me if I need you, if I end up doing this? Yeah, man. You know, so I started listening right away, but again, the, to me, I knew those songs, you know, growing up as a kid and riding the high sure. school, listening to among the living and spreading the disease and all that stuff. So I knew the songs just had a little bit of polish up, but again, like I, that wasn't, wasn't like I was setting out to like go play anthrax songs, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow it worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. And that, yeah, was, would, dude, uh, that was so fun. I can't even believe that that even happened. It was, <laughs> uh, was a blast <laughs> that stuff. Totally fun. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah those I'll dudes are cool. Yeah, the whole band's great. Really pro. No clicks wow. on stage. 
everything's like no. stage yeah. monitors, no like in ears. Charlie uses in ears, and Joey uses in ears. As a singer, I can see why you would want in ears. Yeah, yeah. But Scott and those guys are just like raw, old school, loud. You know, <laughs> like no pressure. You know, no like any kind of like tweaky stuff live that you have to do play into sequencers or any of that kind of crap. Right, <laughs> just rock and roll, basically. I love it. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Plug yeah. it in and play. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of guys now, oh, you know, nice. everybody's playing the sequences because they can't afford to take all of these extra musicians on tour. And, sure. You know, yeah. it's like I've been in those, those situations where, you know, like when I was doing all the clinic stuff by myself. Obviously, I had to play to tracks, you know, pre-recorded yeah. stuff, you know, to to have you know material to play for people and you're playing to a click and I always just felt like so restricted you know like right. i don't know like handcuffed in a way you know so that yeah. was a cool cool experience to be able to actually play with a band of that caliber and they're still just kind of going on stage and just winging it really just doing know? it yeah i love it yeah it's good yeah it's fun that's awesome yeah yeah cool anyway right. it goes back that's to that being honest thing you know it's like you're really being honest with their fan base just going out there and just rocking it out it's like something you don't see a lot these days mm. no that's i think i think uh people are hungry for that in in everything that <laughs> yes in intake. all things yeah you know, like in <laughs> right. all things they are intaking they're looking for that honest conversation and yeah um, I love that. Like with podcasts, even with, um, I mean, it doesn't, it's not really the reptile thing, but just anything that's going on where you have these long form conversations where people can actually get into the the Meat topics that matter. Yeah. So you sort of yeah. can make a educated decision on like, well, whatever that's what the we were talking about be, earlier, that know? connection, like everybody listening to this is getting some type of real connection because it's, there's no bullshit about yeah. it. It's, it's not paid for, right. it's not bought. It's, we're not like, you're not here telling people exactly what they want to hear, so to speak. You know, it's like, I feel yeah. like the music industry went that way. Like every band out there just started doing what, what they thought everybody else wanted to hear instead of being themselves. And they just, music got lost in the process. Like the identity mm-hmm. of music, you know, like it just yeah. got lost because well, of then that. everything just becomes a cookie cutter. Like we don't, right. we, we've never wanted to have a cookie cutter podcast. Like no one wants to hear Eric and I, Talk about purple mattress and how it's going to give you a great, wonderful kind of quality sleep. You get that one for free, purple. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. but, but like, and that's that's the same shit you hear is everybody does that for their like, you know, that's your sellout thing. So we always wanted to kind of keep it to it, it's a it's the whole point is to start you know, the discussion. We ain't before we end to yeah. let's before we end this, let's just talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Like yeah. these YouTube stars, social media stars. Let's talk about this. Let's do it. <laughs> there was any anybody that tells you they're making a living from doing that is full of shit. Thank you. There was there was somebody full of at, shit at the reptile show. Somebody asked me to come to my house once a week to film my animals for their YouTube channel, and I'm like, once a week at my. You just invited yourself to my house once a week. Right. For your benefit. For like, I don't, uh, for your con, <laughs> like, because you need content. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I mean, as somebody who actually does have videos online that has millions of views, I can tell you anybody that tells you they're making a living is full of shit. Yeah. Seriously. Because, right. I mean, and, and let's get something else out of the way. Right. Doing well is very different from person to person. So right. if you ask a 20-year-old, you know, oh, I'm doing well, it's not going to mean the same thing when a 50-year-old says, I'm doing well. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Which one so, is, uh, what is doing right. well? Well, to a right. 20 year old, 20 year old I can out- buy a case of beer at the end of the week. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. You know, I got gas in my car and I can so, buy a you couple know, What is making a living to a 17 year old or 20 year old social media star? Probably minimum wage at this point, or yeah, not even, not even, dude. I've yeah. I've got I've got videos where I I had a YouTube channel back in the day that had 155,000 subscribers and it crashed in like 2010 or 11, whenever that was that they had the hack and they lost a bunch of accounts. So mm-hmm. I, I lost my original account, but I had videos up there. I had six or seven or eight videos that had more than two million views a pop, like drum mm-hmm. videos, right? right. Mm-hmm. And I was signed sure. up for the monetization and all that stuff. And I would get a check from Google about every six months for 120 bucks. And I literally had a collective, <laughs> I had a collective like 20 or 26, 27 million views on my channel. Wow. And I'm getting checks for 120 bucks. So like how many millions of views do you have to have to on how many make millions of videos? Living? Yeah. So anybody that tells you that they're making a living as an adult doing that full of shit. Every one of you. I think what they're doing now, to me, it seems, is that like people that want to be full time breeders are using it as an additional income. Like they're well, saying, they, they okay, monetize the yeah. YouTube channel, but then they also sell their swag and they also yeah, sell their yep. their snakes and they yep. also do this. So it's like now it has become another bullet in the gun. But if you just take the one, it's useless. Like you, you right. can't just have the one. Well, that's the same with anything. Like, look at all the musicians that are, like, well-known musicians. Like, I can tell you this right now. The guys in Anthrax, they all do other stuff. Right. I mean, they've made their money, you know, as a band. They've been around 40 years. They've made some money playing music. But these days, like, man, it costs a lot to do what they do. And people don't realize that, like, you know, they're just, at this point, they're doing it because they can. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it for their fan base. This is no longer like a drive for them to prove anything or to get out there and make all this money because there's just no environment for it. It's mm-hmm. not, you know. Yeah. So, right, you know, interesting. But like the whole social media thing, and it's it's interesting too because you know going back to that AI thing. Did you know mm-hmm. that forty percent of the uh, social and what do they call the social media influencers, right? Influencers, yeah, right. Forty yeah. percent of them, you know, aren't even real people. They're AI. Did you know this? Like that chick, little mm. Michaela. She's got like sixty million followers on on Instagram or whatever. She ain't even real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real person. It's oh my AI gosh. literally taking <laughs> composite pictures and making this person. Showing them eating at these restaurants, being out with these people—it's not real. It's not even real wow. people. That's crazy. And like, and the funny thing about that, which this goes to show you the fad of where the internet is at right now, because she actually gained fans when people figured out that she wasn't real. Because it was like it's really, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, wow. But they, so that won't last. That's an anomaly. You know what I mean? Now. Sure. Since all of this has been exposed, these people are losing followers right and left, and they're trickling off right. and going mm-hmm. nowhere. But the funny thing is, is forty percent of the ones that are on there that are social influences aren't even real. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why I call and it fake book and insta fake faker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of that. It's, it's, is my it's not real. <laughs> Nothing about any of this is real. 
I know a lot of the clicks yeah. and stuff and followers you can get are AI bots and things like that. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, and people buy them. That's another mm-hmm. thing. You got all these guys go out there and just pay for followers. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, it's the weird. thing that I've learned, uh, the thing that I've learned over the course of doing NPR is like um, that, you know, if you have a thousand followers, people that follow you, that's like your core, you know, it's always like you're trying to get more. And then I was sitting there thinking about it and I was like, by trying to get more, I'm not paying attention to the people that actually care about what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's right. like, I would rather focus that. Yeah. I'm not going to be, you know, I'll take Joe it a step Logan further or whatever. I'll take it a step yeah. further. The people in real life that now yeah. you've negated for a fake world. Yeah. 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 Like nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you go out to dinner and everybody's staring into their phone, not even having a conversation at the same time. Right. Right. Oh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, like, it is, that is insane. So it's it's very it's, interesting it's, to me that but but this goes back, I think, again, to like people just not knowing who they are. They're constantly searching for an identity in this device or some way to blend in or some way to be accepted or some way to, you know. It, sure. And yeah. and it's being lost here, you know, like there's a whole world. <laughs> around you right. in real time and that's where shit happens and everybody's so concerned about you know it's like who cares if you have 15 million views if you get paid 160 dollars at the end of the face <laughs> google face <laughs> you know what i mean here's like, my 160 dollar check what are you missing in life in order to get those 15 million you know fans that probably aren't even real you know and then now I you're working against, against the algorithms because yeah. in the early days of youtube I used to be able to put a video on YouTube with my fan base that I had uh-huh. there. And within a week, it had 250,000 views within a week. <laughs> right now oh, I can wow. put a video okay. up on YouTube. It'd be, I'll be lucky if a thousand people see it. Right. Mm, or a thousand, right. You know what I mean? So the algorithms sure. are really working against each other on top of that. I know a lot of people that really study this stuff very well. So like if you do uh-huh. want to spend any time devoting anything to social media, the number one best avenue to do so is YouTube. So having okay. a thousand followers on YouTube is the is basically the same thing as having a hundred thousand followers on Facebook. Oh, okay. Because of the way the algorithms work. So if you're going to put something out there, do it on YouTube because that, especially yeah. this kind of format stuff, because YouTube is where people go to watch long form media. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. That is so true. your yeah. audience is at YouTube. It's not on Facebook because they, they are 30 second, 15 second, five second interval even yeah little clips whatever that's not your audience for something like this don't even waste your time there go right to youtube man because that is going to get you that's where you're going to have the most benefit of spending your time in that world yeah yeah i fought the i fought the youtube thing for the podcast for 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 a good bit because i felt like it was not a podcast anymore if i can't listen to it while i'm driving to work but you know that was just me right. being uh, old or stuck in my ways or like sort of putting blinders on and yeah. then we did put we started putting the shows on youtube and it was like a whole new world just like whoop, and like oh okay right. <laughs> yeah you know yeah uh, yeah 100 and that seems to be how it works you it know, is like that people are people are the, people are on YouTube specifically to watch content and right. they're not on yeah. any of the other social channels to do that. Twitch, maybe, you <laughs> right. know, like Twitch is kind of like another is right in that in-between mode where people will watch long form stuff. But 
they really don't sure. have the bandwidth for it, so it doesn't look as good. You don't get the type of quality that you get from YouTube, right. which is another thing. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of people watch, like YouTube. I watch on my TV. You know, like my yeah, you like that's the other part it's another too. channel or something. You know, um, right? Yeah, with all the I, up, I spend a lot of my time watching YouTube. Just yeah. one, you know, yeah. related thing will come up after another. And like, yeah. I like science stuff. You know, like yeah, 100%. for me and my wife, that's all we watch is like science crap that comes up on YouTube for the most part. Um, and some of the discoveries that's been happening, you know, like the black hole recently that was spitting out computer code. Mm. That goes back to my simulation oh. theory. You know, like that's. <laughs> That's weird. And they theorized for a long time that the only thing that could escape a black hole would be information. So it makes perfect sense right. that it's leaking computer code. That's really sure. cool. Like, and that's a discovery yeah. that James Webb, like, this is all new stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. as we get more and more advanced to figure out what's going on, this week they got an 8 billion year old radio signal. Right. I heard that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Just this week. So, yeah, I mean, and that wow. could be anything. You know, I mean, sure. whatever, yeah. but, but still that's exciting. And it's, you know, we're learning stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, that's why I always have always been like anti like set in stone, you know, especially with science or says, Oh, you know, that's the science or whatever. Well, it is today might not right. be tomorrow. You know, that's the beauty it's, of science. So. Yeah. People forget about like, you know, they used to uh, kill the, kill uh, the women in, uh, in Salem because they thought they were witches, but really it turns out as uh wasn't there something yeah. in the ride that they used or some kind of mold or something that was making people like hallucinate shit, you know, but yep. back then they, they thought that was the real deal. And then, you know, to your point years later, they find out not the case. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Gee, that's good stuff. Know. And that's just in our, that's huh? like within our like timeline of yeah. being on the planet. You know, that's yeah. sure. short yeah. from what we know a short time. Yeah. Yeah, they got uh what is that? Go Becky te- what is uh Go Becky Techie. What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they techie. found that and they're like, wait a minute, there's a civilization older than the ones we thought. <laughs> yeah, fifteen thousand years. There's Jesus. a guy that's uh that's on Rogan sometimes, um, Joe Rogan and he, he uh I can't remember his name. He kind of looks like Jim Owen. He's got a oh, really? bushy beard. Yeah, that's uh, and he talks about like uh, what is it? Randall Carlson is that his name? Yeah, and the Unger Dryas. He talks about like the Unger Dryas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's three of those dudes: yeah. the bearded guy, the other slim dude with the glasses. I can't remember uh, Nick. No, uh, Nick Bostrom is the simulation theory guy. Um, I can't remember his name. Anyway, yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, just like how what we thought happened didn't happen. You know, it's interesting. Well, I mean, really. LIDAR is finding an average of 150 cities off the coast of every continent in the world every year. Yeah. They're, mean, they're like, going deeper and stuff like that with, yeah. Um, yeah. And then like you start looking at the pole shifting element, you know, and what happened when, you know what happens in a pole shift? Nope. No, not, <laughs> no, it's not, <laughs> not what happened in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good at all. So in a po- in a pole shift, which we know happens, in a pole right. shift, you have instant 1,000-mile-an-hour winds. Hmm. Holy shit. Okay? Then for 16 years, you have a four-mile-high wave of water that washes over the earth. Oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> not good. So tell me if you think we've been here longer than we've been here. Yeah. You know, I mean, it makes I mean, sense to me. 
the, we, know it's that, that, we know that those happen. You know, it's been documented. We know what happens. I think that. I think that's what sort of was what he was saying too. Like he, that the, the, some of the, uh, 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 what do you call it? Some of the animals that they found, they had like grass still like in their gut that was preserved mm-hmm. or whatever, that it was like instantaneous, whatever this happened was like instantaneous, you know? Yep. But, yeah. I mean, cool, cool, cool. You know, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun to think about, about for sure. Stuff. I mean, it really is. Yeah, man. Yeah. I've always been fascinated with uh, our brains, and like to, to be honest, I mean, if if I had my say about it, like if I had to, if I had to go on, because I'm pretty much a simulation theorist. Like that's where, uh-huh. like I, I honestly believe this is all ones and zeros, dude. Like mm. I really do. Okay, like, looking at the mathematics right. and studying all of the serious science about it, you know. Um, right. But if we are in the natural world, then we definitely have been here a lot longer than it would be the only thing that explains our brain, you know. And to be honest, I right. think probably we created all the animals here just out of boredom. Because you would have to you would have to think that if a major catastrophe like that, a pole shift or something does happen and humans were able to survive, you right. would have to think that at some point that how these animals look like they're all related to us is that we created them. You know, right. I mean, that makes more sense to me than than the perceived. You know, we evolved. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Huh. <laughs> Out of boredom. Cool. You know, like, <laughs> you know? Huh, I want to make an elephant today. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we're doing it already now. Look at the hybrids that we've made already. Look at dogs, you know, cats. Yeah. Cats, cattle is not real. Shh. Humans made yeah. cattle. I mean, like we've already, true. you know, we, I don't know what's so hard to think that we wouldn't have done that or wouldn't do it, you know, provided where we were in our evolutionary, you know, path. Who knows? Yeah. Either of you guys been to Egypt? Nope. No. Never, Never been there. Been right? there. So, yeah, I've been there and uh, like walking around the pyramids and stuff and like you still see these shows like on on TV, like, how did they build the pyramids? Above, mm-hmm. above, above. They know exactly how they built the pyramids. There's plaques all the way around, all over the body that shows <laughs> you exactly how they were built. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like no mystery. But what is a mystery is like, what exactly, why were they built? Why are they there? And like the big theory right. is now is that if you pump water through that thing, there's so much limestone there that it would have provided power for like 10 million people. Um, so now they're just now starting to figure this out. So like, if a truly, truly advanced civilization was to build something that was an, a power source, that would be, you know, would it be what we think or would it be made out of stone and natural elements? You know what I mean? That really is more sure. way more thinking in the future. Like if we could figure out right now how to make electricity happen out of limestone and water, that would be more advanced yeah. than what we're doing, would, would it not? So, I mean, who's to say people talk about like, okay, well, the, the you know, Egyptians built these pyramids like way long ago for whatever reason that we're given, but, you know, no bodies, no, nothing like that has ever been found in these things. And like, people don't realize that. Right. Either. You know, like, so, you know, what I guess were if- exactly they were. And just here recently, they found 200 rooms under the Great Pyramid that they didn't know it was there with light mm. on. Just recently in the last like three months. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. But if you fill those rooms with water, you have a lot of possibility for electricity, especially combined with the amount of limestone that was on those things at one point. 
Right. Yeah. And, I mean, should they even um, show? They, I mean, I've, I've looked at hieroglyphs, hieroglyphics, like fifteen feet long of them powering light bulbs with cords on the end of them. Hmm. I mean, they're oh, you shit. can see it right there. Yeah, look that up. Just an Egyptian light bulb. It'll pull up. Like go right. You know, um, huh, they knew okay. what they were doing, man. They, yeah, they knew what was up. And, and if who that knows was if the they way were just that repurposed? they had power, right? Yeah. If they so, were the, as, so were the pyramids just repurposed? Were those things built millions of years ago? And they've just been repurposed over time, over time, over time, over time, when people figure out, like, oh, that's what they were used for. Right. You know, like, hmm. just saying. And they have pyramids all throughout the ancient world at that time. All right? throughout the world, pretty much on every continent. Yeah. Right. From Russia to South America to India to Australia, like in some way, shape, or form, a lot of them are grown over and covered. Like there's a lot, right. there's a lot of them in China that like they don't even know. If it wasn't for lidar, they would never even know that these were actual man-made built pyramids. You know, right? I think there were some of them that they did in the states that I saw. I saw some documentary where they you were using lidar and they. I think it's in Virginia or something. Yeah, yeah, like, Virginia, Kentucky uh, as well. There's um, there's all types of stuff, monuments hmm. and different things. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't like start looking. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I, I think that we are crafty, you know, species for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. As far as our origins, that was the one, you know, who knows? That's the one thing I did in Florida when we were down there. We just saw them just like pillaging the environment as far as like just knocking down like just taking out the like huge things of forest just go yeah. and you're just like what <laughs> i don't know it's so just different good. when you actually see it you know it's one thing you when you hear about it but when trees. you actually physically see it and you're just like what mm-hmm. what's that i know do you know that there are more trees on earth right now than there have been in the last 500 years that's a good thing yeah no shit yeah pretty interesting yeah 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 pretty interesting yeah i just think of it in terms of the you know seal conservation talking about you know seeing this species or that species which i'm on board for but if there's no environment for it to be in like mm-hmm. right what's what are we doing like i don't yeah. i don't understand are we doing this to make feel good about it but really well i mean look at like uh gopher ridge you know, down here right. in Southwest Florida, they they just opened that up to fifty five thousand homes, and that, that was like mm. the, one of the biggest you know refugees for gopher tortoises in the entire state. Mm. You know? right? And they've been fighting that for years, and it looks like the developers are going to get their way, and, and they're trying to build Which another uh, highway from like you know uh, Southwest Florida to Northwest Florida. Um, oh wow! You know, through the center of the state, not 75 over here, but, you know, more towards the center right. to get to Gainesville and Ocala and all that stuff without having to gotcha. trek over, you know. So they've been fighting right. this stuff forever in the legislation down here. And it's, again, you know, it's like goes back to that old that old homage that, like, you can be pretty sure that the only people that are ever going to make out in a crisis are people with money. Yeah. You know, we talk about yeah. You know, you talk about race and all this other stuff, you know, that's de- everybody's divided and fighting with each other over stupid shit. Meanwhile, we're all distracted while these people just do whatever the hell they want, you know? Um, yeah. You know, it's all a big distraction and how this how this going to be allowed to go on. People are eventually, I think, going to wake up once they get their head out of their phones, you know? 
hopefully. <laughs> well, you know, you see it in other countries. Like, you know, I, I go to Lebanon a good bit. I've been to Beirut a bunch of times. My okay. ancestry's from there. You know, my, my grandfather came over from, from there in the war and stuff. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to go there and meet some of my distant family and things that are there. And I got a band there. So I've been there a bunch of times. And, you know, the one thing that I've realized from going there, um, uh-huh. you know, is all is not what it seems in the world. Like what we get fed, you know, through media oh, and all yeah. of this different stuff. Like, cause the people in like, for example, when that blast happened in Beirut, that president dude, he took off. Uh-huh. Like, that dude just went missing because he knew that he would be caught in the street somewhere. And the citizens would hang right. him up by his feet, hang him up by his ankles, string that dude right. up in the streets. Cause the citizens over there, they don't play that shit, which is why they've been in a civil war with each, you know, with the government, not towards each other. But right. they don't put up with that crap, man. They 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 will raid, <laughs> and they will pillage, <laughs> and they will get these people out of office come hell or high water. You know wow. what I mean? And that's we are so distracted over here with all of this stuff, and it's getting that way over there too. But those people are super educated, and like they have a lot of things figured out on their own. That like the Western world, like the one thing you won't you won't see over there is homeless people. You do not see that in Beirut. I mean, you might see really? Syrian refugees, you know, that are that are coming over that might be on the streets or stuff. But as far as like everybody's got a place to go in Lebanon, man, you know, it's like it's, mm. it's a very most people there speak two, three, four, five, if not five languages. These are super educated people there. Wow. You know? And that country is like one of the most beautiful. I tell people all the time, if you're planning a trip to Europe, just skip that all together and go to Beirut. It'll be cheaper and you'll have a way better time and everybody. And I mean, everybody speaks English. Everybody. Really? Yeah. Did you- you'll see more history there, like French French architecture, Roman architecture, Greek architecture. Like you, There's all types of stuff that you'll see just in that one area that you would have to travel to four or five, six countries in Europe to see any of that stuff. You know? Right. Very cool. Very cool oh. country. Can't recommend yeah. it enough. Hmm. All right. I'll keep that. And on some the pretty list. cool reptiles. <laughs> if you can get out and look for some snakes or some pretty cool. That's snakes. what I was just going to ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Cool. Oh man! Definitely. All right. Well. Well. Good yeah. chat, guys. Yeah, dude. Kind of glad yeah, we man. got off the snake thing a little bit. You know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, I love the reptile talk, but uh, you know. Yeah. I don't really have Good much times. new to say as far as that's concerned. It's kind of the same old, same old around here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess if people, I mean, I'm sure people know where to find you or whatever, but you know, where do you YouTube? Is that where people go? Um, Website? What, what? Yeah. I mean, any of my social, you just look for Derek Roddy official. That's typically what I run under on any of the socials. Uh, my site, Derek Roddy's blackheaded pythons.com. I, you know, it's okay. funny, like 99% of the stuff that the, the dealings that I have with people come through my website, not social media, which is kind of odd. Oh, okay. Um, nice. But yeah, I get more traffic through my website. So like go there, you can pretty much be sure to contact me you know, pretty easily through there. Cool. We'll be in show notes. So if you're looking to uh, learn more about blackheads or get some blackheads or whatever. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's where to go. Hit me up. Well, thank you, Derek. Always yeah. a pleasure. Now I'm going to hold this pair of tangerines for you because I, I can tell you got that itch. I mean, that's <laughs> probably a good, 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 good 
I do. Good bet, but you know, I, I, I need to move first. <laughs> I need more space. Well, yeah, you you come can on. buy one, and Eric can buy the other. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's how yeah, it'll come work. On, yeah, the NPR blackheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Ah, I love it. Cool. Oh, it's good awesome. to see you guys. I'm glad right, yeah. you, uh, you guys are looking great, and uh, yeah, good thank you. Staying healthy. Yeah, it was, I'm yeah. still upright, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All Thanks, right, Derek. We'll catch Thank you guys soon. All right, man. We're awesome. All right, Derek. See you. See you. Let's see. Owen, you want to? I guess we'll close it. Yeah. Uh yeah, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on the things, you know, fake book. I was gonna say that. <laughs> no, no, no we have to <laughs> Insta fake. Uh, Insta fake. Uh, you can follow uh, us on all the things, there. whether they're real yes, or not. Tonight. And then um Um in, coffee. on uh podcasts, I would recommend going back and checking out uh the YouTube version of it because you can see some of the animals that Derek was showing off. Yep. Um and uh you can uh, get our merch at the Teespring store and we also have a Patreon if you're into that kind of thing. And uh let's see, we gotta talk about cold blooded caffeine. Yep. Um coffee. The uh, Carpets and Coffee NPR Blend. Delicious, by the way, if you're into coffee. Um, and we have an affiliate link. You can hit that up. Use the code NPR. You get 10% off. And then Cold Blooded Cafe. Is that still going on, Owen, where we have yes. the... Uh, okay. So yeah. it was an NPR 10, right? And they get 10% NPR off? NPR 10, 10% off your road and order. And if they have any other sale going on, you can add it in addition. So if they have a sale on... I don't know, large mice for 40% off. You can add the NPR 10 on top of that to get 50. Bam. So, Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Um, other than that, I know the calendar competition has been closed and we should be getting that going in the next couple episodes, um, uh, announcing the winners of that. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And as soon as they're available, they'll be. We don't do that thing where we get them printed and shipped to me and whatever. No, they'll, they'll be, be up right for you to order them yourself. Get them, you yeah. ordered them, they come and it's mailed right to and you. You're done. Stuff, yeah, so. we removed us from the equation. So because usually we fuck it up, right? I mean, <laughs> wait a little man. I mean, there's 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 the idea that we were always going to have them for October Tinley Park, and then we've quit on that thing. So yeah. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. usually her pavilion in October. So. I know, and I'm yeah. So <laughs> hey, how are the shows? Tinley been? Park is way down there. <laughs> shows are shows That's are hard. yeah. Shows are as is. They they're hit or miss. Some are good, some are bad. Right. Um. I just did the Hamburg show this past Saturday. Okay. And did mm-hmm. pretty well. Um. Actually, sold more carpet pythons than I did anything else. But um. Oh, good. Did sell a couple of uh, collier brids and stuff like that. So. To mix, good. If you got what they want, you'll do well. If they if they're looking for something else, they'll breeze right by your table. So, just thinking, you know, attendance. It's like there seems to be a whole lot of reptile shows happening all the time, and I almost wonder if like that hasn't kind of killed attendance in some way, shape, or form. Not you know, really. Like, you know, no. you have the loyalists that go to the shows, and usually they're pretty packed, regardless. But right. it's not like they're hurting for people. So, okay. but that's yeah. good. That shows a strong environment for selling reptiles, at least. Yeah. Or showing them, rather. I mean, I took my white lips on a very um, wonderful drive, and then they hung out with me, and then they came back and went right back in their little bins. So, yeah. (laughs) Got to be prepared for that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful little ride. But All right. 
that's all, right, all we got for this episode. So we'll say thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.